You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. More firepower for Ukraine. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. President Biden says the new weapons systems being sent to Ukraine's military are meant to be used within the country not to strike targets in Russia. In a guest essay in the New York Times, President Biden said he's decided to give more advanced rocket systems and munitions to Ukraine, enabling them to more precisely strike key targets. U.S. officials are saying those are expected to be medium-range rockets, which can travel about 45 miles. Fox's Jill Nato. The funerals this morning for Irma and Joe Garcia, one of two teachers shot and killed at an elementary school in New Valley, Texas, and her husband, who died of a heart attack two days later. There's a funeral this afternoon for one of the 19 children killed, 10-year-old Jose Manuel Flores Jr. The first two funerals for the shooting victims were yesterday, with more to come over the next couple of weeks. A jury in Washington, D.C. took six hours to acquit an attorney with ties to the 2016 Hillary Clinton presidential campaign. It's foreman saying politics were not a factor in the decision. The jury finding Michael Sussman not guilty. I told the truth to the FBI, and the jury rec- clearly recognized that with their unanimous verdict today. Sussman in 2016 went to the FBI and said he had information linking the Trump organization to Russia, information that did not pan out. Special counsel John Durham says Sussman lied when he said he brought the information to the FBI as a concerned citizen, not as a lawyer working on behalf of the Clinton campaign campaign. Ultimately, jurors felt differently. Fox's Brooks Singen. A man trying to find and sell Frisbees from a public park lake in Lago, Florida, is found dead with an arm torn off, presumably by an alligator. The lake is adjacent to a disc golf course, and some of those players use more expensive discs than the kind you'd get at a supermarket or a dollar store. A parks director says the man was a transient who'd been warned in April not to go in that lake or he'd be banned. This was this would be the first fatal alligator attack in Florida since 2019. America's listening to Fox News. America could soon enter stagflation territory with slow economic growth, high unemployment, and high inflation. That is why I recommend gold IRAs from Birch Gold Group. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon here, and I want to remind you to get Birch Gold's free info kit on sheltering your savings with gold IRA. To get your free copy, text the word SHELTER to 989898. With stagflation looming, it's critical that you act today. Text SHELTER to 989898 right now. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. And now, during our Memorial Day sale, save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen, now only $19.99, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. A woman wounded during a subway shooting in Brooklyn, New York last month is suing the gunmaker Glock, accusing the company of endangering public health and safety. Ten people were shot. The accused gunman has pleaded not guilty to terrorism and other charges. A California task force on reparations for African Americans releases a report today outlining harm perpetuated by the state and what might be done to address that. The reparations task force in California is the first of its kind in the nation. It's expected to recommend the state expand voter registration, improve black neighborhoods, and make it easier to hold violent police accountable. 
It also recommends that a special office be created to help African Americans document their eligibility for financial restitution, but it doesn't take up what that restitution may be. The report's also expected to detail how California supported slavery before it was technically abolished and oppressed black residents through discriminatory laws. Jill Nato, Fox News. The Colorado Avalanche win game one of the National Hockey League's Western Conference Final 8-6 to against Edmonton. The Eastern Conference Final gets going tonight. The reigning champion Tampa Bay Lightning are looking to continue their three-peat bid, sweeping the Florida Panthers and now getting ready to take on the New York Rangers for the right to return to the Stanley Cup Final. Steven Stamkos on the next opponent for the Bolts. A huge test, our toughest one yet, and um, we're looking looking forward to, to that challenge. The Rangers needed seven games to best the Carolina Hurricanes and reach the Eastern Conference Final for the first time since 2015. Chris Kreider on facing Tampa Bay. Been stymied by, by Tampa a few times, so... Obviously, incredible team. It's had a ton of success. Buck drops in game one of the East Final at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. It's a third day of deliberations in Virginia for the jury deciding the Johnny Depp Amber Heard civil trial verdict. He's suing her for libel and wants $50 million for claiming he beat her during their marriage. She's countersuing for $100 million. I'm Chris Foster. This is Fox News. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Ardco Equipment Rentals in New Iberia. Let Ardco handle all of your heavy equipment needs. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. Investors closing out a rocky month on a sour note. The Dow closing down 223 points. The Nasdaq gave up 50, while the S&P 500 fell 26. Home prices surging to a record 20.6% year over year in March. That's according to the latest numbers from the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller National Home Price Index. Inflation continues to be the highest it's been in decades. This afternoon, President Biden with Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell to discuss possible solutions. No relief at the gas pump. Oil prices topping over $119 a barrel earlier today before retreating to nearly 15. AAA reports the nationwide average for a gallon of regular is currently going for a record $4.62. Illinois has become the latest state where regular is now averaging over $5. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Tom Graham, Invested in You. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare information guide absolutely free. Call 800-960-3377. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It is 6.06 in the morning. Another hot one on tap today. A high of 91 with a 30% chance of rain in the Acadiana area. Right now, 73 degrees on the back porch. A full look at the forecast coming up in just a few minutes for News Talk 96.5 Cape Hill. I'm Ian Ozan. The big story this morning, war gun violence in Acadiana and in Louisiana. We start in Opelousas, where police are investigating their second shooting in the last three days. The latest shooting happened around 1 o'clock this morning near the intersection of North Market and Eliza Streets. Police say the victim is in critical condition with multiple wounds. So far, no arrests. The other shooting happened around 1 o'clock Monday morning on Ina Claire Drive near Bernice Street. Police say 31-year-old Kendall Payne was shot and killed inside a home. Investigators say Payne was hit by multiple bullets. Police have not made an arrest in that case either. 
Call St. Landry Crime Stoppers at 337-948-TIPS or Opelousas Police at 337-948-2500 if you have information about either case. In New Orleans, a grandmother is dead after she was shot while attending her grandson's high school graduation. It happened Tuesday around noon during the Warren Jeff High School commencement on the campus of Xavier University. Here's how one of the graduates described what happened. I was taking pictures with my friends and stuff, right? We see a group of people over there fighting. You see what that little uh, gazebo or whatever that is, like a little shade? They was over there fighting or whatever, right? So we turn around. We're like, what's going on? Then we, then my friend, my cousin over there, he coming. He like, run, run, run. He about to start shooting. He about to say, man, he about to start shooting. We start moving towards the car whatever because, you know, just to be safe. Oh, he's fuck, 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 fuck. I'm like, oh, no, this shot about 20, 25 times, man. We like, Lord. Police identified the victim as 80-year-old Augustine Greenwood. Family members say she was the rock of their family. Now she's dead after being hit by a stray bullet. The graduate you heard from a moment ago is a friend of Greenwood's grandson. Her death has left him and his mother rocked. This is supposed to be a joyous occasion, and it's very sad for us to have to go through something like this. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is horrible. We need to stop the killing. Stop the killing. Stop the shooting. Stop the violence. My friend Grandma got shot, man. She got shot right there in the street like she was a dog or something. Man. Two other people remain in the hospital as a result of that shooting. Police say they took suspects into custody for questioning, but so far no word of any arrests or charges filed. Tuesday's shooting is the third act of violence at a Louisiana high school graduation this season. On May 19th, three people were wounded during a shooting at Hammond High School's graduation ceremony. Police say that incident was the result of gang violence. On May 20th, a brawl broke out during the George Washington Carver High School graduation in New Orleans. That ceremony, like Tuesday's, took place on the campus of Xavier University. Instead of gunshots, people picked up and threw chairs at each other. Lafayette police have identified the man they say was shot and killed by his girlfriend last weekend. Police say they found LeVar Manuel dead from gunshot wounds inside a Gidry Street home on Saturday. Destiny McAfee is facing a second-degree murder charge in connection with that case. Governor John Bell Edwards is now calling for action to end gun violence. In a statement released Tuesday afternoon, he called for a discussion about gun safety, including expanded background checks and red flag laws. Meanwhile, state lawmakers are pushing forward with an effort to allow people to carry concealed weapons without a license. That bill has been reassigned to a second committee. What does that mean? Kevin Gallagher explains. The bill allows one the option of getting a concealed carry permit or not. It's passed the House and the Senate Judiciary Committee, but last week was recommitted to Senate Revenue and Fiscal Affairs. I asked political analyst Bernie Pinsonette why they would do that. Being sent back to Revenue and Fiscal means that probably they don't want this bill to reach the Senate floor and to pass. He says it could be the optics of passing a gun-permissive bill just days after the Uvalde, Texas massacre, or it could be lack of interest in a veto override showdown. The bill gets that hearing today, but it leaves very little time for a Senate floor debate and vote before the session ends Monday. And it probably means they're not going to vote on it. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In other news, the St. Martin Parish, or St. Martin Parish officials, as well as state officials, looking for two escapees from the Acadiana Center for Youth. That escape happened at the St. Martinville facility on Monday. Authorities identified the escapees only as a 19-year-old from Calcasieu Parish and a 19-year-old from Point Capi Parish. A rain woman is dead after a crash on Interstate 12. It happened Tuesday morning in Tangipahoa Parish. According to state troopers, Jamie Wells rear-ended an 18-wheeler. The impact of that crash, they say, caused Wells' car to flip, throwing Wells from the vehicle. Wells died at the scene. Troopers say she was not wearing a seatbelt. 
Back in Lafayette, another departure from the Guillory administration. Mike Hicks has left LCG after only five months as Guillory's executive chief of staff. The former, the former Army colonel was hired back in January. Back then, LCG officials said Hicks was hired, quote, to oversee and coordinate unprecedented infrastructure investments underway in Lafayette Parish, end quote. Hicks's departure comes amid a federal lawsuit surrounding LCG's removal of spoil banks along the Vermilion River and amid questions about the way the contractor for that project was hired. An update to a story we brought you yesterday. The city employee accused of stealing money from a, from a municipal golf course received a misdemeanor summons. An audit of LCG's finances discovered those misappropriated funds. KATC reports that police issued a summons to Davis Miller after completing their investigation. Miller no longer works for LCG. Today is the first day of hurricane season. If you've not prepared for a worst-case scenario, you're running out of time. Brooke Thorrington has that story. It is time to ramp up again for this season. That's Mike Still, Communications Director of the Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness. He recommends visiting getagameplan.org for a two-page checklist of supplies you should have ready and things you might not think of. Such as medical information or insurance paperwork, you know, having copies of all that stuff available. And after two devastating seasons in a row. Hopefully we won't have an, an active season, but we need to be ready just in case. I'm Brooke Thorrington. And again, today is the start of hurricane season. I know it seems weird, Bernie. It seems yeah, like time really is just flying does. by. Mm -hmm. But you and I both know with the supply of shortage, uh, with the uh, shortage of supplies mm -hmm. right now. Absolutely. It's best to jump on it instead of waiting till the last minute. Every year, whenever there's a storm that enters the Gulf, we see people make the rush to the grocery store mm -hmm. or to the hardware store. And there's usually a shortage when that happens because of the rush. But this year, considering everything else going on with the economy, with the post-COVID economy, I should say, now is not the time to put things off. If you go to any Home Depot or Lowe's or your mom-and-pop hardware store, you can see that things that are usually abundantly in supply aren't there anymore. So may as well get the jump on it now before it's too late. And I want to add to that, I've got a story at the KPL website, and if you have our app, you already got the alert yesterday with uh, about... 11 different things that you may not think that you would normally think of as putting together in a plastic box or a bag, whatever you use, whether you're staying at home or whether you're going somewhere. You know, some things people might not think of, uh, you know, I recommend you check it out. Talk to a lot of emergency officials. And, you know, Burn, reading that story uh, makes me glad that you did it. And here's why. There are a lot of things we take for granted when we're in our home. We have that sense of security when we're inside our house. And we think that as long as it's here, as long as it's within these four walls, we'll be okay. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is a strong wind, yep. a flood a la 2016 may destroy some of those personal belongings, especially those important documents that you have. Yes. Yes. So even if you're staying home, Make sure that you're protecting everything you need to protect and that you have everything you want. Again, Bernie's story over at kpal965.com, the KPAL app. If you don't have the app, what are you waiting for? Download it. And again, that's one of several hurricane stories Bernie has done over the last few months that uh, right now is, if you go back and look through them, a lot of good information there. So thank you, Bernie. Well, thanks, Ian. That's sweet of you. In other news, Morgan City will soon have a new police chief. Her name is Bernadette Lee. <laughs> Not. 
In all seriousness, Chief James Blair stepped down after 35 years with the department and seven years as police chief. His retirement took effect at midnight last night. Assistant Chief Mark Griffin will serve as interim chief until city leaders name Blair's successor. In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns baseball team is preparing for Friday's regional contest against Texas Christian University. Last year, TCU took two of three games in a series against Louisiana. Cajuns third baseman Tyler Robertson says the Cajuns remember that series well. Pitcher Austin Robinson says the Cajuns aren't looking back and plan to stick around the NCAA tournament for a while. Obviously a great team. They're going to have some good, very good arms. You just can't make mistakes against them. And, like, just got to play top-notch baseball the whole time. Can't give them anything. I mean, it's something I've waited on for five years, and we got the right group of guys here. And we've been talking about it since this fall, and that's been our goal. But our goal isn't just to get to a regional. Like, our goal is to get to Omaha. So starting tomorrow, we're going to push all this aside and get back to work. All right, Bernie, we got some good news, bad news. Oh, okay, bring it on. All right, so the bad news is nobody won the Mega Millions jackpot last night. Oh. The jackpot rises to $189 million. Okay. The good news, someone won a million dollars. The bad news is that person was in Ohio. Ew, all right. The good news, someone in Louisiana uh. won $10,000. The better news, that person's in St. Martinville. All right. So if you bought a ticket last night in St. Martinville, a Mega Millions ticket, check it this morning. It might be worth $10,000. That ticket matched four white balls plus the Mega Ball. So someone got lucky in St. Martinville last night, and maybe you'll get lucky tonight with the Powerball Lotto or Easy Five. Powerball jackpot tonight, $168 million. Lotto, $1.8 million. Easy Five at $160,000. And here's how you know that more people are buying tickets as these jackpots rise. 27 people in Saturday's drawing hit four of the five uh, white ball numbers in the Easy Five. Typically, you don't see that many people getting the second-place prize. Mm -hmm. So as these jackpots are growing, more people are buying tickets, and that means we're more than likely going to see a jackpot winner in the next few drawings if we don't see it tonight. Uh And finally, Bernie. Yes, sir. We're going to go to St. Martin Parish for this story. Bring it. St. Martin Parish Sheriff's Office last night posted a story on their Facebook page. The headline was, No Pup Left Behind. What, Would you like what, to take a guess yeah, as yeah. to what the, this story might be about? Uh, uh, don't leave a dog where 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 it needs help. <laughs> well, you're on the right track here. Um, canine deputy Austin Landry got a call about a puppy named Jax who got away from home and went exploring, like many puppies are want to do. Now, Jax didn't come home that night. His family was worried. They made the call. Canine Deputy Austin Landry was patrolling the next day. And, you know, canine officers, they're of a different breed. They (laughs) have a... It took me a second. I'm sorry. I haven't had enough coffee, but that was... That was awesome dad joke. You Thank get some you. bells for that baby. They Well, uh, that one, credit of whoever wrote this for the St. Mary Parish Sheriff's <laughs> Office. I stole it from them. Uh, Deputy Landry, according to the Sheriff's Office, uh, has an innate sixth sense uh-huh. okay. to find uh, to find dogs. Because, after all, he lives with his canine partner. They work with a canine partner all the time. So he has, a, he has an idea of where a dog might hide. So Deputy Landry, after working a complaint, went to the area where he thought Jax might be, specifically mm. the backside of Patterson over the Tesh. Okay. Lo and behold, he rolls up. A lady who lives nearby and heard a dog barking earlier. Oh. Pointed Deputy Landry. Yeah. 
yeah. to the area where she heard the barking. Oh. And after going through some briar patches, Deputy Landry found Jax. His sixth sense was right. Oh, I'm so glad. Jax is a bit dehydrated, couldn't yeah. bark anymore because his, uh, his throat was sore. Yeah. He was hoarse. Poor baby. But uh, Jax was awfully happy to see him. Uh, the lady who heard the noise provided some food and water, gave him a place to rest Sweet. until the family came to pick him up. Oh, I'm so glad it had a happy ending. So to canine deputy Austin Landry with the St. Mary Parish Sheriff's Office, making sure that no pup is indeed left behind. Yeah. Well done to you, sir. Well done. And the beauty of this on the story, the hashtag is dog whisperer, hashtag you decide, hashtag welcome home, Jax, hashtag lost pup expedition successful, hashtag now Deputy Landry has poison oak. Oh. Oh, yeah. And hashtag hazards of the job, bro. Yep, it's true. I mean, what are you going to do, you know? All I can say is I hope that whatever, uh, whatever he's doing now, recovering from poison oak, mm-hmm. I just hope that that his folks are taking good care of him and that the folks of St. Mary Parish uh, find a way to help him out because, look, it's one thing to save a dog to get poison oak in the process. I know. Yeah. How painful is that? That is no fun at all. Mm-mm. Ooh, Great story, Ian. All right. Coming up now on 620. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. Mostly sunny skies out there to start the morning. There's going to be a few clouds still hanging around. I I think that we get another round of scattered showers later this afternoon as well. Kind of stuck in that pattern. Temperatures today in the low 90s. Winds coming from the southeast at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows going to be down in the lower 70s again for tonight. And then we will do it all over again tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. This report is sponsored by Family Dollar. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. Well, Lafayette police say we do have a fender bender Mud Avenue at the northwest of Angelin Thruway. That's Mud Avenue at the northwest of Angelin Thruway. Make sure that you're buckling up and keeping it safe out there today. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Set cell phone reminders or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child is in the car. Look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by NHTSA. It is coming up now on 625, Acadiana's Morning News. Bernie and Ian here with you. Ian, good morning again. How are good you? Good morning, Bernie. I am awake. Yeah, that's I, good. That's, a, that's about as much as I can say for <laughs> Wednesday morning. Went see the Top Gun uh, sequel last Ooh, night. Okay, full like idea. Is it something, should I go and you know definitely get the popcorn? I will put it this way. It is on the short list of sequels that may be better than the original. Whoa. Okay. All right. So I'll have to be sure to ask more questions about that later. I'm a little jealous I didn't get to go with you, but that's okay. We'll figure that part out. Okay. So joining us in studio this morning is Sherry Hernandez. We're going to talk. And, of course, she's from Miles Perrette Cancer Services. We're going to talk. I know. Big applause. That by itself receives a round of applause. Completely. Okay, let's talk about games across Acadiana. I'd love this. I think this is such a fun thing for families. 
We're super excited to be uh, kicking off games again this year. That, believe it or not, this is actually the 22nd year for wow. games of Acadiana as a whole. And, of course, our third year for the new take, which is games across Acadiana. So we're doing the virtual scavenger hunt again and turning all of Acadiana into our playground <laughs> for another fun year. I think this is such a great concept. Okay, so... If uh, families want to do this and or, you know, just a couple of groups of, uh, of friends, this is a great way to not only kick off summer, but to help Miles Perrette in the process and have fun. That's right. The best part is that it's free to play. So, you know, we've uh, raised all the money ahead of time through incredible corporate partnerships and um, local donors. So we're keeping it free to the family as tradition goes. You know, it's a way for us to give back. Um, but there are ways, of course, that people can get involved by buying raffle tickets or T-shirts and things like that to give back to the organization. Um, but once again, we're going to have over 60 missions this year, um, 17 days in all to complete the mission. So you can sign up as a team or individual. There's no specific timeline to complete the missions. Um, and then, of course, for a chance to earn points towards fabulous prizes. So we have Ooh. over 50 prizes available Ooh, this year. Wow. And then everyone goes back into the pot for the grand prize of $10,000. I'm sorry. Did you say a $10,000? Absolutely. <laughs> and it's free to play. So, um, you know, that's the best part. A little bit of incentive. You can have some fun with your family, maybe travel around, you know, do some family time. And then, of course, all for a great cause and then hopefully win some great prizes along the way. I love it. I now, do. Yes. $10,000 is a great prize. But what are some of the other fabulous? I feel like I'm on Wheel of Fortune. I know. Look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. <laughs> what are some of the other fabulous prizes we're looking at? So all of the packages are valued at at least $50 or more. So it's everything from gift cards to local restaurants and businesses. Um, we have a lot of tech prizes. And then, of course, our cash prize, grand prize. So lots of different things, something for everyone, really. I mean, a lot of awesome, awesome prizes. And you can check them out on our website or on our social media pages, too. We have a list of the, you know, partnering uh, businesses listed. Yeah, it's all listed here. I'm looking at that right now. Okay, and again, we want to stress, I know we've said it a couple times, but look, for you and your family, it is free to participate. That's what right. a wonderful, fun way. Free to participate and all for a great cause. Of course, all the proceeds that are raised through games um, go back to benefit the mission of Miles Pratt Cancer Services to help us um, get supplies for local cancer patients. So. Yeah, and, you know, it's a variety of different things. Not only do you have a full library uh, there, you've got, um, you know, things that... Uh, People can, you know, take away from Miles Perrette in the sense of, okay, we've got paperwork. If people want to look up a certain type of issue, um, it's a real good place, especially to not just for the person dealing with the cancer, but also their families to come and, you know, use the services you have there. We're really there to, to fill in the gaps, you know, um, after diagnosis and then beyond. So we have services for the whole family, everything for, from support groups and family outings to, you know, individual patient services and programs like nutritional supplements, medical supplies. And then, of course, events like Games of Acadiana allow us to continue providing those services to local families fighting cancer. And so, I, I know because I definitely use the library. Uh, you guys were, you know, instrumental in getting us some products that we needed. Uh, so, Wonderful organization. Okay, one more time. Where can people get all the info? Uh, the best place is to visit our website at milesperrette.org forward slash GAA or, of course, our social media pages at Miles Perrette. All right, Sherry Hernandez. Yeah. And the beauty of it is I'm on the Miles Perrette website right now. If you go to milesperrette.org, right smack dab on the front page of the top right corner, there's a button for scavenger hunt. So Ooh. if you're like me and you're blind and you can't see it, <laughs> 
Uh, You cannot miss it. It is up there, top right corner. And I do have one last question, Sherry. This is the ultimate scavenger hunt. So that means it's going to be pretty big. Can you give us a hint as to what we might need to win that $10,000? So for completing the missions, you accumulate um, points along the way. So if you complete every mission throughout the scavenger hunt, you can gain about five entries into the drawing. Ooh. So the key is just to, you know, complete as many missions, you know, as you're able to. But, of course, there's 17 days um, to do that. So you can sign up as a team or individual. It can be one person or multiple. And then, you know, just complete the missions at your own pace and um, earn entries into that drawing. Is one of those missions finding Ian or Bernie in the wild? <laughs> hey, we'll have to see. <laughs> she cannot She cannot tell. <laughs> that one may be an automatic entry. We'll have to see. <laughs> Sherry Hernandez with Miles Perret Cancer Services. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. We'll continue to remind everybody as well. It's coming up now on 631. On Acadiana's Morning News. Implicit bias. We like it because, well, we like it. We take pride in Catholic conservative guy stuff. So this Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon, grab a weekly whiskey and see if your implicit bias aligns with ours. Implicit bias. Saturdays, 10 a.m. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Um, News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. It is 635, 73 degrees, 30% chance of rain today with a high of 91. A full look at the forecast in a few minutes. Right now, the big headlines. We start in Opelousas, where police are investigating their second shooting in the last three days. That shooting happened around 1 o'clock this morning near the intersection of North Market and Eliza Streets. Police say the victim is in critical condition with multiple wounds. So far, no arrests. The first shooting happened around 1 o'clock Monday morning on Ina Claire Drive near Bernice Street. Police say 31-year-old Kendall Payne was shot and killed inside a home. According to investigators, Payne was hit by multiple bullets. Police have not made an arrest in that case either. Call St. Landry Crime Stoppers at 948-TIPS or Opelousas Police at 948-2500 if you have information. In New Orleans, a grandmother is dead after she was shot while attending her grandson's high school graduation. It happened Tuesday around noon at the Warren Jeff High School commencement on the campus of Xavier University. Police identifying that lady as 80-year-old Augustine Greenwood. Family members say she was the rock of the family. It's the second shooting in the last month. It's the second shooting in the last month at a Louisiana high school graduation. The other happened May 19th at Hammond High School's graduation. That one left three people wounded. Meanwhile, Lafayette police have identified the man they say was shot and killed by his girlfriend last weekend. Police say they found LeVar Manuel dead from gunshot wounds inside a Gidry Street home on Saturday. Destiny McAfee is facing a second-degree murder charge in connection with that case. Governor John Bell Edwards now calling for action to end gun violence. In a statement released Tuesday afternoon, he called for a discussion about gun safety, including expanded background checks and red flag laws. In other quick headlines, the St. Martin Parish uh, Sheriff's Office and state officials looking for two escapees from the Acadiana Center for the Youth, both of them 19 years old, one from Calcasieu Parish, one from Point Capi Parish. Today is the first day of hurricane season. May the Lord have mercy on all of our souls. And the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns team prepping for Friday's regional contest against TCU, 7 o'clock ESPN Plus, and right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Full look at news coming up at 7.05. You're up to date. Ian Ozan, News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Your news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. 
Take a look at homefern.com. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. Those temperatures are going to push their way into the low 90s. We're probably sitting about 91, 92 degrees for that high. Remember, the heat index is going to be running warmer than that, though. Another hot one on our hands, kind of as you would expect down here. We're pretty firmly in a summer pattern, though. We're going to wake up to... Partly to mostly sunny skies. A few clouds have been drifting around, but I do think we get some sunshine out there in the morning. And then as we get into the maybe middle, later parts of the afternoon, you'll start to see a few clouds building up. Scattered showers and a handful of thunderstorms are going to be possible later this afternoon. Those wind down in the evening, and then the lows get into the lower 70s. We'll do it all over again for tomorrow. We're going to be in this pattern for a little while, maybe slightly drier as we head towards the weekend, but scattered showers are going to become a little more common here. We certainly got them coming up over the next couple of days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. We have a crash with injuries. Mud Avenue at Northwest of Angel and Thruway. That's Mud Avenue at Northwest of Angel and Thruway. We've got a fender bender on Youngsville Highway right between Russo Road and Hart D Farm Road. That's the Youngsville Highway between Russo Road and Hart D Farm Road. Make sure you buckle up. Keep it safe out there today. Oh. It is coming up now on 641 Acadiana's Morning News. Uh, boy, it's really already muggy out there this morning and whoo. It's going to be another hot day, and I, I guess we'll have to take that and just kind of work our way through it. Ugh. Ian, do you have any secrets for, like, being able to to fight the, uh, the muggyness? <laughs> do you have any deep, dark secrets you're not telling me about? I should have waited till you finish your question before I started laughing about, <laughs> do you have any secrets on how to fight? The answer to that is no, I do not. Uh, the, what was the full question before I rudely interrupted with my laughter? That's, a, that's okay. I mean, do you have any secret weapons or fighting ways, techniques uh, to battle against the muggy mugginess of our, our, you know, constant yuckiness during the summer months the best that i can say and there are there are a lot of gentlemen who understand where i'm going with this oh johnson's cornstarch powder <laughs> or the gold bond medicated powder okay all right especially if you do not wear compression shorts uh -huh. even if you do mm -hmm. it's important to have it on hand because you never know when the sweat's going to be too much and well uh, uh -huh. If if you're if you're a bigger guy like I am, and things start rubbing where they're not supposed to, uh -huh. you, you want to make sure you have as much protection as possible. Uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, spontaneous combustion as it exactly. Were. Yeah, okay, all right, good tip, good tip. All right, speaking of good tips and information, we need to know Chris Babin with the Better Business Bureau joining Ian and I this morning. Hello and good, good morning. morning. Good morning, sir. I'm I'm still laughing about Hans Goldbaum. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I love about him is he just lays it on out there. <laughs> hey, it's true. When uh, when you need it, you better have it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, Chris, we, we like to invite you here because the scam tracker on the BBB's website is a great tool. And, you know, um, if something is... 
happening with people in a certain area, a certain zip code, people can report that to the scam tracker. And then it lets all of us know really what's going on in our area. Yeah, exactly what's going on right here in Acadiana. You know, we had we created our scam tracker, I think it was about four or five years ago now, throughout the BBB system as an online tool with crowdsourced information, allowing consumers to go on, not only search around and just kind of see what's going on in the area and, and read some of the reports, but also report to us what they've experienced. You can provide as much or as little information as you'd like. You don't have to give us, um, you know, your phone number and email address and all of your demographics. If you're not comfortable with it, you can remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. But basically what we do is we have uh, we have one of the ladies in the office who processes every single scam tracker report that we get in the Acadiana area. And we process those. We post them online to the scam tracker database so other people can access them. But we also use that as kind of our lead for what are we going to cover this week in the media. Okay. Um, when I go to KPL or when we put this news alert out or when we put this piece on social media, what are we telling people in Acadiana is going on? Mm-hmm. And this is exactly how we know. Mm-hmm. And Bernie, we've been doing a weekly segment now. I think it's been a couple months, it few has. months maybe. Mm-hmm. I feel like our scam tracker reports have kind of gone up. Great. The deal is, you know, first knee-jerk reaction might be like, oh, well, that's not good. Right. No, it is good because mm-hmm. people are being exposed to scams all day, every day. Yep. The more they report them, the more we can do with them. So I don't think the scams have increased. I think people are just letting us know more about them, which means we're reaching the ears of consumers in Acadiana on KPL each, each week when we cover one of the scam tracker reports. So we appreciate you guys for letting us know what's going on. And uh, it's a way for people to... Fight back. And, you know, it's kind of like putting on a superhero cape because if it happens to you, they're going to try it on somebody else that you probably know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, we we appreciate y'all letting us know what's going on. But it also, um, you know, it gives it gives me something to come on here and and hear about Mm -hmm. Ian's gold bond. You know, I mean, that's right. Gives gives me a reason to be here and, and talk about the hot humid weather, which speaking of. So today's report might have some people sweating when they get this text message. Ooh. So we've heard of 70508 uh, area code. Okay. Uh, zip code Southside. first. Yeah. Now, we've all heard of romance scams. Yes. Okay. When you go on some type of dating app or, or matching service and you meet somebody that's not really who they claim to be. Mm-hmm. Well, we've started to get reports throughout the BBB system over the last couple months about a romance scam that's got a little bit different twist to it. Oh. And we're now getting... Reports right here in Acadiana, this one, like I said, from 70508 area code. This young lady got a text message from a 337 phone number. Okay. Um, basically initiating a conversation. Hey, it was great meeting you the other night. Um, looking forward to talking to you again. And of course, that was odd. Right. Um, but she kind of responded and, and wanted to know who is this. And they said, well, this is who it is. They weren't sure who she was. But they started sending um, what we'll call racy photos, uh-huh. hoping to um, get her to engage in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And we've had reports from people that have engaged in the conversation. So we kind of know where the scam's going, which I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. And we've had the majority of these end up, um, people are like, this is crazy. I'm not talking to you. Right. You know, I mean, it's kind yeah. of a. I'm not sure how many people just start sending their their racy photos to others that they don't even know who they're talking to. Right. But in some instances now, when consumers have engaged with this scammer and sent back racy photos in an effort to um, what we'll call further the conversation, Mm -hmm. those photos then get used against them 
saying, I know who your employer is. I was able to find you online. I'm going to start posting these so with your name. They're if trying you don't to pay me this money. Blackmail you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. So what comes across as um, a seemingly interested, flirtatious text message turns into a blackmail conversation that if um, some some types of you know photos of yourself that you would not want out in public mm-hmm. are shared, obviously you end up in a pretty vulnerable situation. So yeah. um, I know it. It a lot of times we, we cover some of these scams, and it sounds like you know there's no way I would ever do that, which is great. But the awareness that this kind of thing is going on mm-hmm. um, is important. Now this young lady reported this to us. Um, she said she did not engage with them and they mm-hmm. immediately um tried to say well you need to pay me some money or something you know she, right. she just ended the conversation and i think blocked the phone number which is one of the things we'll say um as as a tip you know ignore the unsolicited communications we talk mm-hmm. about that a lot um in this instance it was a 337 area code and that's one thing the scammers have been doing in regards to this scam is using the area codes where they are so of course they seem you know like they may, it might be a little bit more local and for people that are going out and socializing yep. a lot more now with mm-hmm. um, with the pandemic behind us, hopefully, you know, you might get a text message from somebody that you gave your number to one evening as a friend of a friend. Or they, they say, hey, I got your number from a friend of ours, a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to reach out. You know, some of these conversations could start out, well, this is kind of interesting. And then it right. takes a turn for the worst. And you realize, OK, this is not this is not this at is all. not what I thought it was. Yeah. And the thing with that is, and here's something that popped into my mind when you mentioned the quote-unquote racy photos. My first thought was somebody sending this as a, uh, in a spam effort, but then using it and posting it online, either with the spam dating accounts or using it for even more nefarious means on the Internet. Right. Have you received reports of that where someone has sent someone a picture, either through an app or responding to one of these text messages, and then they wind up seeing their photos uh, the photos of themselves and how shall we uh, call it the compromised situations popping up elsewhere online with without their permission or their knowledge so i don't know that we've had a, had a report exactly where they found the photo online but we've had many reports not only in this instance but in in the other typical romance scams where the person doesn't exist or whatever mm-hmm. that um when they believe the conversation to be a little bit more genuine shared some things that they are now worried could be shared. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that they've ever gone and, and been able to find it, at least not reporting to us, but we know that that is typically the intention, you mm-hmm. know, with whatever they can do to steal money. I mean, in, yeah. in the end, honestly, it's not even about the pictures. It's about how much money can they get out of you yes. because they have the pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just something to be leery of. Also, um, I, I know I don't want to go too long on our time. Another quick thing that just came out yesterday, I started seeing emails. We've heard of digital pickpocketing before. Sure. Yeah. Um, digital pickpocketing is uh, taking a new twist as well that we're putting oh. some information together on throughout the BBB system. Uh, a very um, archaic style of digital pickpocketing, if that's at all an option. Um, we've had reports of people ha- being asked in public for somebody, by somebody to borrow their phone. Ooh. And then realizing a day or two later that they Venmoed money to an account. <gasps> that oh so that person borrowed their phone i just need to make a phone call you mind if i borrow it 
they don't pay attention to everything. Yeah. And that person quickly found their Venmo or Zelle account and sent themselves money. Oh, gosh. One of the recent reports was $4,000. Oh, my gosh. And then she doesn't know the person. It's a day later. She's like, I have no idea who this guy was. I ran into him at the store. He said, can I please just borrow your phone? I'm in a bind. And And we're so sweet and friendly. So more information to come. I just saw some emails yesterday. I said, let me at least throw that out there. So just... Thank you. We got to be careful for everything that we look at. You know, Absolutely. And, and, uh, letting people and, borrow phones can seem so innocent, but yeah. at the same time, leaves us so vulnerable. Remember, when in doubt, tell them to find a payphone. Yeah. And I know there's not a, a lot of those out there, but, you know. It's, uh, you know, you I had a friend of mine years ago no. that did something similar, said, let somebody borrow her phone. He took off running. Wow. And just took the phone just and took, took it, off running. Yep, took off running. Never did see it again. Guys uh, and gals, we got to let's pass this information to one another. I'm going to make sure I type something up about this today so we can get this out to folks and just let people know to the people who do share it. Scam tracker. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead and put your super person cape on because that's who you are, because you are helping other people. And if you've not checked out the BBB scam tracker, oh, I'm telling you, it's very interesting. The things that you will uh, discover about all of it. Hey, Chris, thanks for coming and doing this once a week with us. I, I know uh, we'll catch up with you again in about a week and a half. It's so yeah. important, all of this info. And we absolutely. appreciate y'all's commitment to it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having us. BBB.org. You can give us a call right here in Acadiana, 337-981-3497. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thank He's you, Ian. such a good guy, just like my Ian. Two good guys, mostly sunny <laughs> today, high temperature at 91. 30% of us going to have to deal with some showers. Okay, 74 and sunny. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. The first reviews of Ford's new Lightning, the electric version of its best-selling F-150 pickup, are in. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by Simply Safe. Get a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplysafekim.com. The new Ford Lightning electric F-150 pickup will give you 321 miles on a single charge. Zero to 60 in 4.3 seconds. It's not bad, but the technology is surprising. If you lose power, the truck can power an average home for four days. The extended range Lightning comes with a 131 kilowatt hour lithium ion battery. That's 10 times the capacity of a Tesla Powerwall. Turning the truck into a home generator requires Ford's 80-amp charging station and a $3,900 bridge unit. None of this is really all that expensive when you consider. Not only can the Lightning power your home, but you can drive it everywhere. I post breaking tech news 24-7 at my website, commando.com. A Simply Safe customer, Terry, was recently away for the weekend at her daughter's wedding. The morning of the big day, she got a call from Simply Safe's 24-7 professional monitoring. Simply Safe had detected water in her basement just moments after the leak started. Time is critical. Even an inch of flooding can cause more than $25,000 in damages. After talking to Simply Safe, Terry called her neighbor, who quickly turned the water off. Protecting against floods is just one of the many reasons more than 4 million people trust their home protection to Simply Safe. With a comprehensive Simply Safe system and 24-7 professional monitoring, you can have someone always looking out for you, like Terry. Plans cost under a dollar a day with no long-term contracts or hidden fees, ever. You can customize the perfect system for your home in a few minutes at simplysafekim.com. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplysafekim.com. 
That's simplysafekim.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. Shares in Asia are mixed after stocks retreated on Wall Street as investors worry about inflation, a possible recession, and high interest rates. Oil prices didn't change much, but the same can't be said for gasoline. AAA says the national average jumped five cents to four sixty-seven for a gallon of regular. China's largest city is coming back to life after a strict two-month COVID-19 lockdown that crippled the nation's economy. Public transit in Shanghai resumes today. Shanghai's Communist Party committee in a statement declared the lockdown a success and thanked citizens for their, quote, support and contributions. Financial aid for college is going to get more expensive with higher interest rates around the corner. The rate for new undergrad direct federal student loans for the upcoming academic year will increase to nearly 5%. The rate kicks in July 1st, so any loans taken out before then will have last year's rate of 3.74%. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Steve Rappaport, invested in you. When Natalie was diagnosed with cancer, she took control of her health. When Natalie wanted to help other people with cancer, she became a doctor. When Natalie wanted to make quality care affordable, she became a researcher. When Natalie's patients needed innovative treatments, she found them. Conquer Cancer supports researchers like Dr. Natalie McKenzie, so we can conquer every cancer for every patient everywhere. Cancer research saves lives. Learn more at conquer.org. That's conquer.org. The 34th Annual Cajun Heartland State Fair is coming to the Cajun Dome now through June 5th. News Talk 96.5 KPEL reminds you to get your KPEL My Choice wristband now. It's a great value, and you decide when you want to use it. The News Talk 96.5 KPEL My Choice wristbands, only $30 each. LUS presents the 34th Annual Cajun Heartland State Fair, now through June 5th at the Cajun Dome. Experience wild rides on the Gold Star Midway or the future Headliners Karaoke Club at the Table Room. Lanyap Lane features free entertainment for the family, including the Racing Pigs, the Giraffe Menagerie, and Circus Hollywood. Check online today for the nightly live music lineup at the Coca-Cola Grandstand. Get more information now at CajunDome.com or at KPEL965.com. Click on the Cajun Dome link for more information. Brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPEL, where Acadiana comes to talk. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Another nickel a gallon. I'm Chris Foster. Fox News. Gas prices hit a new high again today. 467 a gallon on average nationwide, according to AAA. It was 462 just yesterday. President Biden says bringing down inflation in general is a priority, but that he'll let the Federal Reserve Bank do its job. Fighting inflation starts with a simple proposition, President Biden says. Respect the Fed. Respect the Fed's independence. The president congratulated Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell's confirmation to a second term and other Fed leaders nominated by President Biden now also confirmed. At this moment, they have a laser focus on addressing inflation, just like I am. In a Wall Street Journal op-ed, the president also renewed his call for Congress to take up proposals aimed at reducing costs for things like energy, prescription drugs and child care. 
in Washington. Jared Halpern, Fox News. A Russian government spokesman says the U.S. is deliberately pouring oil on the fire by supplying more advanced, longer-range rocket systems to Ukraine. President Biden says the weapons are meant to help Ukraine's military more precisely hit targets on the battlefield in Ukraine, not to hit targets in Russia. The Homeland Security Department has a warning about some Dominion Voting Systems electronic voting machines, while saying there's no evidence that flaws have been exploited to alter any election results. The U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency warns electronic voting machines used in at least 16 states have software vulnerabilities. CISA says the vulnerabilities can leave the machine susceptible to hacking if the flaws go unaddressed. The warning is based on testing by a prominent computer scientist and expert witness in a long-running lawsuit. Dominion defends the machines as accurate and secure. Fox's Tom Rigotti. State police in Texas now say the door used by a gunman to enter an elementary school in Uvalde had been propped open but then closed by a teacher, but the door did not lock as it was supposed to. Why is now part of the investigation? America's listening to Fox News. America could soon enter stagflation territory with slow economic growth, high unemployment, and high inflation. That is why I recommend gold IRAs from Birch Gold Group. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon here, and I want to remind you to get Birch Gold's free info kit on sheltering your savings with gold IRA. To get your free copy, text the word SHELTER to 989898. With stagflation looming, it's critical that you act today. Text SHELTER to 989898 right now. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. And now, during our Memorial Day sale, save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen now only $19.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. The man who tried to assassinate President Reagan, John Hinckley Jr., could be a fully free man in two weeks. There's a federal court hearing today in D.C. The judge saying last fall that he'd free Hinckley totally on June 15th, as long as he continued to do well. Officials say he has. Hinckley was confined to a mental hospital for two decades after a jury found him not guilty by reason of insanity for shooting Reagan. He's been living full-time in Virginia since 2016, though still under restrictions. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. The Biden administration wants a reversal on a ruling that ended masking requirements on public transportation. The Justice Department filed an appeal Tuesday seeking to overturn an April ruling from a Florida district judge that ended masking requirements on airplanes, buses, and ride-sharing vehicles like Uber and Lyft. That judge had said the requirement was outside the scope of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's powers, and that it had overstepped its authority, failing to explain its rationale for the mandate. But in its appeal, the DOJ argued that mask requirements do fall within the legal authority of the CDC saying the order was not, quote, outside the zone of reasonableness. In Washington, Sean Langell, Fox News. An Ohio couple's accused of abusing a now 13-year-old boy, Fox 19 Cincinnati's Jessica Schmidt. Armin and Susan Rodriguez are the step-grandparents of the victim. Delhi Township Police believe Armin, who is 70 years old, and Susan, who is 67, abused the child for about three years. They say the couple forced him to stand, sometimes didn't allow him to eat or use the restroom, and kept an eye on him with cameras. They're also accused of beating the boy with a belt. The boy's stepmother was already facing similar charges. President Biden meets today at the White House with baby formula manufacturers about ways to ease nationwide formula shortages. Those manufacturers at the meeting do not include Abbott Nutrition. That shortage is blamed largely on an Abbott plant 
being closed down in February. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It's 7.08 in the morning. Sun rising over Acadia and a few clouds in the sky and 74 degrees right now. Sunshine will stick around today with a 30% chance of summer storms. High of 91. Full look at the forecast coming up in just a few minutes for News Talk 96.5 KPEL. I'm Ian Ozan. The big story this morning, more gun violence in Acadiana and in Louisiana. We start in Opelousas, where police are investigating their second shooting in the last three days. The latest shooting happened around 1 o'clock this morning near the intersection of North Market and Eliza Streets. Police say the victim is in critical condition with multiple wounds. So far, no arrests in that case. The other shooting happened around 1 o'clock Monday morning on Ina Clare Drive near Bernie Street. Police say 31-year-old Kendall Payne was shot and killed inside a home. Investigators say Payne was hit by multiple bullets. Police have not made any arrests in that case either. Call St. Landry Crime Stoppers at 337-948-TIPS or Opelousas Police at 337-948-2500 if you have information about either case. In New Orleans, a grandmother is dead after she was shot while attending her grandson's high school graduation. It happened Tuesday around noon at the Warren Jeff High School commencement on the campus of Xavier University. Here's how one of the graduates described what happened. I was taking pictures with my friends and stuff, right? We see a group of people over there fighting. You see what that little uh, gazebo or whatever that is, like a little shade? They was over there fighting or whatever, right? So we turn around, we like, what's going on? Then we, then my friend, my cousin or whatever, he coming, he like, run, 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 he about to start shooting. He about to say, man, he ain't about to start shooting. We start moving towards the car or whatever, because, you know, just to be safe. Oh, he's, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm like, oh, no, this shot about 20, 25 times, man. We like, Lord. Police identified the victim as 80-year-old Augustine Greenwood. Family members say she was the rock of the family. Now, she's dead after being hit by a stray bullet. The graduate you heard from a moment ago is a friend of Greenwood's grandson. Her death has left him and his mother rocked. This is supposed to be a joyous occasion, and it's a very sad for us to have to go through something like this. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is horrible. We need to stop the killing. Stop the killing. Stop the shooting. Stop the violence. My friend Grandma got shot, man. She got shot right there in the street like she was a dog or some <laughs> man. That audio, by the way, courtesy of WDSU Television. Two other people remain in the hospital as a result of that shooting. Police say they took suspects into custody for questioning, but so far no word of any arrests or charges. Tuesday's shooting is the third act of violence at a Louisiana high school graduation this season. On May 19th, three people were wounded during a shooting at Hammond High School's graduation ceremony. Police say that incident was the result of gang violence. On May 20th, a brawl broke out at the Carver High School graduation in New Orleans. That ceremony, like Tuesday's, took place on the campus of Xavier University. Unlike the other incidents, though, no gunshots fired there. People picked up and threw chairs at each other. Lafayette police have identified the man they say was shot and killed by his girlfriend last weekend. Police say they found LeVar Manuel dead from gunshot wounds inside a Gidry Street home on Saturday. Destiny McAfee is facing a second-degree murder charge in connection with that case. In light of the recent gun violence, Governor John Bell Edwards now calling for an action to end that gun violence. In a statement released Tuesday afternoon, Governor Edwards called for a discussion about gun safety, including expanded background checks and red flag laws. Meanwhile, state lawmakers are pushing forward with an effort to allow people to carry concealed weapons without a license. But that bill has been reassigned to a second committee. What does that mean? Kevin Gallagher explains. 
The bill allows one the option of getting a concealed carry permit or not. It's passed the House and the Senate Judiciary Committee, but last week was recommitted to Senate Revenue and Fiscal Affairs. I asked political analyst Bernie Pinsonette why they would do that. Being sent back to Revenue and Fiscal means that probably they don't want this bill to reach the Senate floor and to pass. He says it could be the optics of passing a gun-permissive bill just days after the Uvalde, Texas massacre, or it could be lack of interest in a veto override showdown. The bill gets that hearing today, but it leaves very little time for a Senate floor debated vote before the session ends Monday. And it probably means they're not going to vote on it. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In other news, St. Martin Parish and state officials are searching for two escapees from the Acadiana Center for Youth. That escape happened at the St. Martinville facility on Monday. Authorities identified the escapees only as a 19-year-old from Calcasieu Parish and a 19-year-old from Point Capi Parish. A rain woman is dead after a crash on Interstate 12 and happened Tuesday morning in Tangipahoa Parish. Troopers say Jamie Wells rear-ended an 18-wheeler. According to investigators, the impact of that crash called Wells' car to flip, throwing Wells from the vehicle. Wells died at the scene. Troopers say she was not wearing a seatbelt. Back in Lafayette, another departure from the Guillory administration. Mike Hicks has left LCG after only five months as Guillory's executive chief of staff. The former Army colonel was hired in January. Back then, LCG officials said Hicks was hired, quote, to oversee and coordinate unprecedented infrastructure investments underway in Lafayette Parish, end quote. Hicks's departure comes amid a federal lawsuit surrounding LCG's removal of spoil banks along the Vermilion River and amid questions about the way the contractor for that project was hired. An update to a story we brought to you yesterday. The city employee accused of stealing money from a, from a municipal golf course received a misdemeanor summons. An audit of LCG's finances discovered the misappropriated funds. KATC reports that police issued the summons to Davis Miller after completing their investigation. Miller no longer works for Lafayette Consolidated Government. Today is the first day of hurricane season. If you've not prepared for a worst-case scenario, you're running out of time. Brooke Thornton has the story. It is time to ramp up again for this season. That's Mike Still, Communications Director of the Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness. He recommends visiting getagameplan.org for a two-page checklist of supplies you should have ready and things you might not think of. Such as medical information or insurance paperwork, you know, having copies of all that stuff available. And after two devastating seasons in a row. Hopefully we won't have an, an active season, but we need to be ready just in case. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Morgan City will soon have a new police chief. Chief James Blair has stepped down after 35 years with the department and seven as chief. His retirement took effect at midnight last night. Assistant Chief Mark Griffin will serve as interim chief until city leaders name Blair's successor. In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns baseball team is preparing for Friday's regional contest against Texas Christian University. Last year, TCU took two or three games in a series against Louisiana. Cajuns third baseman Tyler Robertson says the Cajuns remember that series well. Pitcher Austin Robinson says the Cajuns aren't looking back and they plan to stick around the NCAA tournament for a little while. Obviously a great team. They're going to have some good, very good arms. You just can't make mistakes against them. And, like, just got to play top-notch baseball the whole time. Can't give them anything. I mean, it's something I've waited on for five years, and we got the right group of guys here. And we've been talking about it since this fall, and that's been our goal. But our goal isn't just to get to a regional. Like, our goal is to get to Omaha. So starting tomorrow, we're going to push all this aside and get back to work. Mega Millions jackpot up to $189 million. Nobody won the big one last night. But if you bought a Mega Millions ticket in St. Martinville, check it. A ticket sold in St. Martinville won $10,000. Match the four wide balls plus the Mega Ball. So, again, if you're in St. Martinville and you bought a Mega Millions ticket for last night's drawing, 
Check that ticket. You might be $10,000 richer this morning. Powerball jackpot tonight, $168 million. Lotto tonight, $1.8 million. Easy five at $160,000. Maybe you will get lucky this evening. Let's go ahead and take a look at the uh, mailbag, Bernie. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So, our, so our friend John Dozat says, yeah. when in doubt, mm-hmm. keep it clean. Now, he was referring to uh, earlier. Remember, we were talking about the racy photos right. with, with the Better Business Bureau, mm-hmm. with Chris. So John says, when in doubt, keep it clean. He sent mm-hmm. a photo of himself dressed as Mr. Clean. <laughs> I love it. I love him. He's uh, awesome. Number one app chatter. He wins every so day. So we have that. And Winky Dinky Dog checks in, Rob. <laughs> Friday morning, of course, he'll be here with Strange But True. Yes. That's nothing particularly weird because we've been doing that for a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. But this Friday, Blazing Saddle, Strange But True, Kinky. <gasps> all right. Look, Kavan Bordelaw is like, are you? Oh, that is my, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. You Blazing Saddles. Is- you can't miss the show, man. You, you got to be front and center. I'm, I fully expect it. What about it's, Burley? You too? It's, it's the all time. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it may be the goat comedy. It might be. <laughs> Not maybe. It is. It is, huh? <laughs> I don't know. You got the airplane series in there. Well, oh, that's, that's a good true. point. Yeah. And, you, and right. you've got and police, you've got the naked gun squad. series. Yes, police squad. Yes. Yeah, Burley and I are going I mean, to the same place. Yes. Okay, I will walk that back. Now that may be a topic for a future episode of Acadiana's Morning News, or even for the Implicit Bias uh, program. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. There would definitely be some bias. On, on, on those, on those. No. <laughs> I can tell you. Well, you can hear those gentlemen. They are revving it up for Winging It Wednesday. Kavan Bordelon, who hosts Implicit Bias. One of the guys who was always there, Burley Pellerin. Burley's also a local business owner. These gents are patiently waiting in the wings. Well, you're not really in the wings. Well, I've, I've, You're in the studio. Well, I, I realized just a few minutes ago yeah. that Kavan and I are evidently on the top of the list oh, yes. for this morning. <laughs> yes. But to be fair, the list... <laughs> reads across the top that says if no one else can show up (laughs) call call these two uh you know i was in a time warp i was i meant to contact y'all on monday but then yesterday was monday correct it wasn't it was tuesday oh so don't worry i go through the same thing because we try to set up recording every week and normally that goes out on sunday so everybody who's going to be a guest knows what the topic might be and things of that nature and of course, Monday rolls through and there's no text. So it's Sunday. It's like, or Tuesday. It's like, uh, I need to send something. And then Burley tells me he's not coming. So, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So prior engagements, man. Prior <laughs> engagements. I know. But look, two nice gentlemen, because you still showed up. That's beautiful. On two wheels just a minute ago, but <laughs> this yes. This is beautiful. What is this, yes. velvet? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's coming up on coming 719. Coming to America. That's right. All right, we got it coming on the way. Your news update brought to you by <laughs> Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. Mostly sunny skies out there to start the morning. There's going to be a few clouds still hanging around. I I think that we get another round of scattered showers later this afternoon as well. Kind of stuck in that pattern. Temperatures today in the low 90s. Winds coming from the southeast at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows going to be down in the lower 70s again for tonight. And then we will do it all over again tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. This report is sponsored by Family Dollar. 
News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. We've got a fender bender over in Broussard. It's on Highway 90 at North Morgan. That's Highway 90 at North Morgan. Also on Highway 90. Got a fender bender on 90 at South Eola. That's 90 at South Eola. Got a road hazard still being reported. Ambassador Caffrey at West Governor Miro. That's Ambassador at West Governor Miro. A stalled vehicle. East LeBlanc at Amherst. That's East LeBlanc at Amherst. Please make sure you buckle up out there. Our salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly Coming up now in 724, Acadiana's Morning News, Bernie and Ian. All right, Ian, did you ever get that cup of coffee? No, I'm running on adrenaline right now. Okay, well, no problem. Um, I'm okay. running on I'm running on that <laughs> feeling that I got last night from Top Gun Maverick. Again, if you've not seen the movie, I'm not going to give any spoilers. But if you've not gone to watch it yet, do yourself a favor, go see it. it it's good. Okay, are we talking, all right, let's, let, for a sequel, I mean, one being the worst, ten being the best. Yeah. If you haven't died since the original one came up, <laughs> you, yeah, I guess you can consider it a sequel. But I think 30 years might be the. Um... But if you think about it, The Color of Money came out, what, 30 years after The Hustler or more than 30 years after The Hustler? So that was so in that vein, it's not it's not exactly unique. And like The Color of Money, it's a sequel that's as good as if not better than mm. the original. So mm. we. We had to introduce in the Bordelon household yes. the, the younger generation to the original Top Gun. Mm-hmm. They hadn't mm-hmm. seen it. A lot of hype around the new one, which actually is on the family agenda for tonight. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of those things where like, all right, we have to watch it. And then I realized that if I have to hear Highway to the Danger Zone one more time, <laughs> oh, dear Lord, they play the song like 42 times in the movie. Like It's just like one continuous loop in the original, and I'm like, all right, this was awesome the first time it came out, but maybe it's just the 
technological advances in cinematics. Mm. Maybe it's where we've gone. It's like, all right, that's the same barrel roll that you just showed me 30 seconds ago. Again. <laughs> Again. Now, I will I'll I mean, warn you, Kavan. You will have to hear Danger Zone, but only once in okay. the very beginning of the movie. They okay. only play it once. Well, and look, I think it's only appropriate to do it, but in moderation. I mean... It's like, dear Lord, how many times can they loop this one song? <laughs> hey, they paid for it, man. Which, it was the 80s. Which ba- well, let's say, which back then was an awesome right. song. And now today it's like, uh-huh. so really, Kenny Loggins is hard, <laughs> right? He's the guy you think of when you think of our military going into action. You think Kenny Loggins. No. I, I, Kenny Loggins' 80s soundtrack, that's for me. I, I will say this, though. There are a couple of Easter eggs in the movie. One of them. There's a jukebox scene where somebody presses 8-6 for the song. 8-6, ah, of course, which, the original yep. movie. The, and one of the characters' uh, handle is Payback. His real last name is Fitch, so Payback is a Fitch. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so th- those are the two Easter eggs I picked up on last night. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. So 9, 8, 10? Uh, in term, if we're going on the scale of 1 to 10, 1 being uh, horrible, 10 being the best, I will give Top Gun Maverick a solid eight and a half. Ooh, wow. nice. That is okay. pretty good. Okay. Loving it. All right. So to other topics, not entertainment related, <laughs> or should we say a different kind of entertainment, more of the horror flick genre. All right. So we're going to start with this topic this morning. <laughs> the state legislature? Well, that one too. Uh, the nation's leading cybersecurity agency says electronic voting machines from a leading vendor used in at least 16 states have software vulnerabilities. No. Wait, 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 wait. Big shocker. What? Big shocker. <laughs> Go ahead. Big fin- shocker. Finish reading this because this is, this is going to be fun. Yeah, the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency says the vulnerabilities can leave the machines susceptible to hacking if those flaws go unaddressed. The information is contained in an advisory that ceases sent to election officials based on testing by a prominent computer scientist and an expert witness in a long-running lawsuit. They say there's no evidence the flaws in the Dominion voting system equipment have been exploited to alter election results. uh, Dominion wanting to defend themselves said the machines are accurate and secure. Of course they did. They're, quote, accurate and secure. Right. Um, All right. So, Kavan, you want to get us started on this one? Okay, so first of all, mm-hmm. we were told they're not connected to the Internet. Right. We were told there are no flaws. Right. We were told there's no reason to be concerned. Mm-hmm. We were told, I believe the quote was, most secure election ever. Yeah. Now the conspiracy theorists were right again? You know, is, that, is that where we are with this? I mean, honestly, isn't anything across this globe... I mean, anything can be susceptible to anything that's anything that's electronic and connected to the computer can be. And my question is, why are we so surprised about this? Ed Felton, computer science professor at Princeton, uh, proved that e-voting machines were hackable September 13th, 2006. That was one of my first days on campus there. This is 16 years ago that we've seen this. So the real question is, why have we not pivoted to something that's not hackable? Give Louisiana Ah. all the flack you want, but you know those old voting machines we're using that aren't connected to the internet? They actually look pretty good right now. Yep. So, so here's so here's the thing. So, this isn't a conspiracy theory. It, correct. Because I, I'm pretty sure someone walked up to the machine 
and there's a yellow Cat 5 going from the back of it to this probably patch cord of, of, of several other cords going together. They're connected, right? So it's not it's not somebody saying, oh, well, maybe they're, they're connected or not. They are connected. There's state congressional testimony that machines were connected to the Internet, and guess where? Arizona. Where there also happened to be testimony in front of their state Congress yesterday about trafficking of paper ballots. So, Ian, to, I think to answer your, I think your question's the, the best one, Ian, which is if we know that there's a potential problem, why would we not change? And again, the research has been there. We mentioned the Ed Felton experiment from 2006. Another Princeton professor back in 2018, Andrew Apple, proved that the machines that New Jersey uses, the paperless touchscreen voting machines, were hackable as well. So it's, there are multiple studies done, and those are two from Princeton University. There are other studies done at other universities across the U.S., that show voting security is an issue. So this is something that states across the United States have to look at. Are we going to go back to paper ballots or to the older school machines where it may not be punching chads, but you press a button, you have the paper trail that comes out to ensure that everything is on the up and up. So Ian, I want to go back to your question, which is, we've known this now for, to your point, at, at least decades, years. De over a decade, right? Over a decade, we've known this. So then why wouldn't we go to a secure situation? Money. Money? How about somebody wants potentially the ability for these to be fixed? Right? Well, of course, but... It, it's coincidence, coincidence after coincidence after coincidence. That's the reason that there's design, money. Right? Indicates design. One begets the other yeah. in that Correct. situation. Correct. Right? The, yeah. reason, the reason that they're willing to, quote-unquote allow that is because they're able to get the money. The only reason they're able to get the money is because they're saying, well, if you do this to get it, then I'll mm -hmm. guarantee you the money and I'll make sure that they stay. That's, that's my thought. That's my conspiracy. And there's that. What, I, there's what I really think happened though, is when they were plugging these things up, okay, the guy plugged it up and as, as while it was booting up, it says, Hey, you won $10,000. Click here. <laughs> and, of course, he looks around and he's thinking, man, I'm the only one in here. Let me click here. And, right. of course, that's the bug that goes into the, uh, into the voting machines. That's how it happened. I'm pretty sure of it, folks. <laughs> the, the reality is anytime you're using digital data. Yep. Whether, whether it's connected to the internet or not, because essentially in order to transfer that data, you, you have to move it you, on. You a have media, to move right? it on some sort of yeah. media. Yeah. Once you start moving data it's, packets, you can data packets it. can be manipulated. Yeah, they can be altered. They can be changed. You it's, can, it's you much can harder it. to verify. It's much harder to, to falsify my fingerprint and say, Kavan Bordelon did or did not, or Kavan Bordelon is or is not alive and is or is not voting, right? Which that ultimately, and, and look, that might be one of the reasons why, because there's, there's a common misnomer politically today that any sort of election ID verification is voter suppression. And the, the reality is if you go, and we actually had UN inspectors come in, I believe it was the 2012 election, 
where U.N. inspectors came in to verify that no one was being suppressed. There was no voter suppression. And they left and went, oh, my God, it's not this easy to vote in Europe. Exactly. Anybody can walk up. You have no election security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nothing but political. Correct. Bleep. Correct. Yeah. So, it's all about maintaining power. That's what it's about. Yeah. What can we do to maintain our own power? And God, I never thought I'd hear myself say this. It makes term limits actually look good right now. Ooh. With that in mind, going back to the hacking part, I have to take back something I said a second ago. So the professor, the, the Apple guy, who again demonstrated in 2018 that modern voting machines are hackable, two years before that proved that our voting machines in Louisiana, those uh, old tanks that we still have, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just as easily hackable as well. So we're all screwed. Yeah, no, at this point, I mean, but it does beg the question, with the amount of technology across this globe, can't we just get it right, man? This is America. It almost seems, though, the further we go towards technology, the worse this Th- gets. That it's getting. Because there's always someone there. I agree. Who knows how to manipulate the technology. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. the old ways are the best ways. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't maybe, maybe we should get Apple involved in voting machines. Apple's still hackable. There's no, just wait, not I, as no, many. I, I get no. I oh, get where it. you going? My, my, He's going my point somewhere. is, so you know, I'm I'm some unscrupulous guy, and here's my iPhone right here, <laughs> and and you guys want to, uh, maybe I get offed, right? <laughs> and and yeah. you guys want to try to find out who I was do who I was talking to, what I was yeah. doing with this, and and Apple sets back and says, Hands well, off. We're, we're we're not going to let you get in the phone. We won't crack it. You can't crack it. I, my point is, and I'm I'm being somewhat funny, but there's there's secure technology. If it's secure, it's also hackable by way of the person or persons who created it. So there is a back door. And not just that. Not only is it hackable by the person who created it, you always have to transfer the data. Which means that at some point mm-hmm. they might not need to hack the biometrics, right? And they, they might not be able to hack, hack the they biometrics. Just need to be able to they, hack correct. the dump site, correct? Yep. Yep. So, and so the dump site has yep. mm-hmm. add add a, a, a multiplier of one point two every time uh, someone comes something comes into this field. Now yeah, you all I, now I, I all you it. have to have all you have to have is essentially and and you didn't put this in the topics, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw That's this okay. out there. Now all you have to have is a couple of the people on the Sussman jury that just brought down its verdict yesterday (laughs) right who literally one juror said oh well i know he lied but we don't think that they should have been prosecuting that at this point they've got bigger things to worry about wait wait a minute that's that's not your case the the nullification part of this right where literally you have someone on the jury whose kid plays high school soccer or is on an athletic team with sussman's kid right i mean you've got all these personal interactions and that's where we've gotten we've gotten to the point of people taking charge of their own political activism. And unfortunately, not everybody out there, because it's hard to do because we're human beings, not everybody out there is going to say, I know I don't like it, but this is the will of the majority of the people. People are now saying, I don't like it, and I'm going to take action on it because, dang it, I'm special, Mm -hmm. right? And (laughs) what what was the Stuart Smalley saying, which is so appropriate now? Good enough. And I'm smart enough, enough and, and doggone it, people, people like me. <laughs> yes, that's what it Y'all was. Thank there. you. Yes, yes we, we did. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. How appropriate Ian. is that today, knowing it. that that dude somehow got elected as a lawmaker mm. and then had got shamed out of being a lawmaker? I know. Mm. I know. 
The gentleman you are hearing right now, Kavan Bordelon, who is the host of Implicit Bias, one of his show folks, Burley Pellerin. Oh, he's one of the crew. He's not he's, just a show folk, and he's an OG crew member. That sounded wrong. Yeah. He is an OG crew charter, member. Charter I'm, member. Yes, he is were. an original gangster crew member I, of I Implicit Bias. I made you bias. sound as if you belonged to a circus. I apologize. <laughs> well, he does belong to a circus, but that's a totally another conversation. I'm a, carn- I'm, I'm a carny in, uh-huh. and, uh, in Small my other hands. job. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love this show. Winging but, Wednesdays. surprisingly enough, extremely large feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love these guys. 739, more on the way. The voices <laughs> on the biggest issues impacting your life. Hi, hello, welcome to Moon Show. Continuing the long tradition of informing you in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Depend on it. Um, News Talk 96.5, KPL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. It is coming up now on 743 on Acadiana's Morning News. Two gentlemen who have always seen clearly. Gabon Bordelon, <laughs> Burley Pellera, Ian Ozen, I hosting this wild winging it Wednesday. So two out of the three of us yeah. have seen clearly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about right. That's yeah. probably Ian and Burley, not me. Uh, I, I was going to say that that song is, is real appropriate. And it could go, it could be a joke or it can be uh, the, the factual uh Theme song, as it were, right? All right, so let's talk a little bit about this. The jury yesterday finding Michael Sussman not guilty of making a false statement to the FBI in 2016 when he said he was not working on behalf of any client when he brought information alleging a covert communications channel between the Trump Organization and Russia's Alpha Bank. Boy, I know, Kavan, you have a lot to say (laughs) on this. Well, so first of all, I mean, there's, there's... There's a lot surrounding this. So number one, for those who who haven't followed in depth, this is the origin of the entire Russia collusion hoax Mm -hmm. that was perpetrated on the American people to the tune of a two-year special counsel investigation, an FBI investigation, multiple media stories through, you know, name the big names that are out there, Mm -hmm. right? They all reported it. This is where it came from, number one. So you have to understand kind of what this entails in the setup. That's the first part. The second part is what was the FBI trying to prove or what was the the prosecution trying to prove? The prosecution was trying to prove that an attorney who was being paid by Hillary Clinton's campaign went to the FBI and lied and said he was not working for the campaign to deliver what they knew was false information. In other words, the Hillary Clinton campaign paid for this information from a company called Fusion GPS. Perkins Coey was the law firm representing Hillary Clinton's campaign, and Michael Sussman worked for them. So here's what you have in testimony. In testimony, you have, number one, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager at the time saying on the stand, this was brought to Hillary Clinton. She not only approved it, she helped craft the plans, and said, yes, have Sussman go do this. Number two, they said, we're going to send it to the media in order to help push the FBI to open the investigation. Number three, you have said attorney, Michael Sussman, who billed Hillary Clinton on the day he met with the FBI when he said he wasn't working for the Hillary Clinton campaign. In other words, 
He said, I am billing and working for the Hillary Clinton campaign, then went and told the FBI, I am not, during the exact time. So what do you think that jury was thinking? What what did the prosecution lack? So uh, there's jury nullification has potentially become a problem in the U.S. Because essentially jury nullification is, yeah, they did it, but we don't want to see them punished. It correlates right? from A to B. So therefore, we're not... They, they're not Correct. able to stay in the lane. Correct. So what you have is you have, and, and I've actually, it's funny because I had somebody text me about this yesterday, so I'm going to bring up the quote. This is the quote from a juror. I don't think it should have been prosecuted. There are bigger things that affect the nation than a possible lie to the FBI. Wait, didn't, didn't that oh. juror so, say, I think he's guilty? Yeah, oh, said, said yeah. He, yeah. yeah. In, in, in a later part of the statement said, oh, the, the prosecution proved that he lied in some places, but not in others. Now, legally, that, that's a hair that can be split. But the point being, and I'm going to give you the breakdown on this jury. So there was a juror who during voir dire, so for those who don't know how this works, jurors are vetted by each side's attorneys before they are placed on the jury. One juror said, I totally despise and have a deep hatred for Donald Trump, but I think I can be objective. <laughs> and the judge said, that's okay. You get to stay. One juror has a child that is on a high school athletic team with the defendant, which is perhaps one of the clearest oh, yeah. conflicts of interest that's out there. And even worse, Lisa Page, disgraced FBI Lisa Page, her attorney is the judge's wife. So herein lies, I think, the problem. Did the prosecution prove its case? Now, to be fair, I'm not sitting in that court. I didn't see every right. single thing. So there's two sides to every story. And obviously, I don't have all of it because I, I didn't get to see or read the entire transcript. Mm -hmm. However, the deck being potentially stacked and finding a truly objective jury in the D.C. area... Man, that's going to be tough. No matter what the no matter what the, the crime potentially is. But the thing is, we've seen politicians of all oh, and we have. associated with politicians be convicted, uh, and that's what gets me with this. If this is as much of an open and shut case as you've made it out to be, and as what we've heard from other pundits, does that mean this attorney was just a, an idiot? Well. Here, I don't know that he's an idiot because let's, you know, you're right. We have seen people get prosecuted in political stances. We saw Michael Flynn get prosecuted for the exact same crime, which he actually did not commit. And it was proven that the FBI, on their own notes, what they call their 302s, made it up. Right? So we saw one guy on one side of the aisle convicted for the exact same thing, but another guy on the other side walk. We saw the same thing happen with, with multiple other people. So the question becomes, is the guy an idiot or does he just think he's above the law and never going to be held accountable because one side has been conditioned? That no, no, no. I'm talking about the prosecutor. Is the prosecutor incompetent or an idiot? It, it seems as if we've seen Democrats and Republicans be convicted in other situations of lying to the FBI for things in, situa in situations that are uh, slightly more minor than the one we're talking about right now. But yet we get convictions here. I feel as if if the prosecutor may have may have been different, and if it had been another prosecutor, then maybe the conviction is secured. 
I think this is a case of if you're looking at whether or not guilty, not guilty. Again, I don't know. I've not been paying attention, but I feel like a prosecutor worth this salt could have achieved a conviction. Well, considering that this is the prosecutor who busted the FBI and the Whitey Bulger case in Baton Rouge out of the water because he's the guy who rooted out the corruption in the FBI when Whitey Bulger was actually playing both sides of the aisle. This is the same prosecutor. This is a guy with heavy experience. So to your point, is it possibly messed up? Look, no, nobody's perfect, right? I've never seen a prosecutor with a 100% conviction rate. I've also, I've also seen juries come back with verdicts where, where everyone has gone, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, juries are not infallible either. And the reality is all it takes is two or three. When you've got heavy campaign donors to one side of the aisle where it's admitted that they're heavy campaign donors and the judge doesn't step in and say, nope, this person should not be on this jury. Now, to that point, jury of your peers, man, it's really, it's, it's especially in that jurisdiction in the D.C., Virginia, Baltimore area, trying to find a jury that's not going to be stacked, to go back to my original point, is going to be really, not, really difficult. Not for a profile case like that. Un- it's unless, just- unless it is such a public slam dunk that it just... I mean, and it's got to be horrific at this point. Because, like, it would have to be smoking gun, Seth Rich type yeah, stuff. Because because now there's there's the allure, right, or the carrot of book deals or interviews and and talk talk show circuits. After that, for these jurors on stuff on stuff like this, so that it almost has to be kind of manipulated somewhere along the way, no matter what. Like you said, it's impossible. I'd love to say to I find, had the answer to this one. I it's have no impossible clue. to find an impartial jury, I yep. think, in, in, that, in that market. And that's the other question. Is there an opportunity to move it to another venue? If you have a question as to whether or not you can find an impartial jury, do you not ask the court to move it to another venue, whether you move it to one of the districts of Virginia, Maryland, yep. or another nearby state? That's something the prosecution could have sought. I don't, again, I don't know if he did. Well, they but. could have also sought a directed verdict. Right? They could have also sought a bench trial, which at that point the defendant has a discussion with regards to whether or not he gets a bench trial or not. So there are options. Um, I, at this point, I, I maintain that there's faith in the system. I don't know as, what is it, as George Carlin, and man, I'm going to mess this quote up because I used it last week. If you have a selfish, ignorant populace, you get selfish ignorant leaders and let's face it a jury is made up of our populace so just take a look in the mirror and we know what kind of juries we're getting today and we're all guilty of that it is coming up on seven fifty-three. we've got just time enough for a short segment on the way Kavon Bordelon, Burley Pellerin joining us once again on a financial consultant who sees things through your eyes Talk to Jeff Gunnels, your local Charles Schwab branch leader at 337-265-4210. I'm Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. Shares opening higher in Europe after a mixed trading day in Asia. Wall Street closed in red territory yesterday as investors worry that rising interest rates to combat inflation could trigger a recession. It's becoming the new norm. Another day and another price hike at the gas pumps. AAA saying the national average hit a new record high, $4.67 for a gallon of regular. Drivers in New York will get a break thanks to a suspension of the state's gas tax. President Biden hosts a roundtable discussion today with manufacturers of baby formula as parents struggle with a nationwide shortage. The White House is importing formula from overseas to help fill the gap. 
Shares of Salesforce rising 8% in after-hours trading after the company increased its full-year adjusted profit forecast. Salesforce was among the cloud companies that saw a bump in business during the pandemic as many workers went remote. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Steve Rappaport, invested in you. When Natalie was diagnosed with cancer, she took control of her health. When Natalie wanted to help other people with cancer, she became a doctor. When Natalie wanted to make quality care affordable, she became a researcher. When Natalie's patients needed innovative treatments, she found them. Conquer Cancer supports researchers like Dr. Natalie McKenzie so we can conquer every cancer for every patient everywhere. Cancer research saves lives. Learn more at conquer.org. That's conquer.org. It's coming up now at 756 on Acadiana's Morning News. Winging at Wednesday continues with Burley Pellera and Kavon Bordelon. All right, so we've only got a few minutes here. Inflation. What should we do about this situation? I know you were chomping at the bit. Okay, can you put this in one word, Kavon? I can't put it in one, but I can put it in two. Okay. Mean tweets. What? Tell me all, more. All we need are the mean tweets we had before when this wasn't a problem. Because literally, I mean, if you I'd go back and look, take mean if tweets. you go back and look historically at what happened when this current president came into office and the policies that he has espoused, inflation was not a problem, right? But yet now we start, now we start number one, just dumping cash into the system. Inflation is a problem for those economics majors out there. Hopefully, you'll you'll give me that that shout out. Too much cash t- chasing too few goods. Right. So we have we've been printing money as a federal government, dumping cash into our system. And then on top of that, we run into supply chain issues. So we have essentially something that's an economy that's out of balance. We had the right amount of goods. We had cash. Then we had no goods. And then we had even more cash, which means that people out there who are running businesses, that companies all of a sudden when Supply is low and demand is high. Price goes up, mm-hmm. right? So you have high demand, low supply. Your inflation's blowing in there, right? A lot of policies, when I even go back to look, and oil drives a lot worldwide. I mean, if you think about the, the, the businesses and industries that oil drives, plastics, furniture. I mean, you go look at where petroleum is and you start restricting. We were energy independent prior to this administration. We are no longer energy independent because contracts have been shut down, policies have been put in place. To me, Mean Tweets solves a lot. Those policies work. Let's, let's just kind of keep things into perspective here, though. Okay, so we can talk about inflation. We can talk about fuel prices and all this other stuff and, and, and supply and demand and whatnot. Kavan, you've been there. I've been there. We've all been there. When, when you got at those jobs, when you got a 50 cent an hour raise or a dollar raise, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I mean, you remember how big that was? I mean, you'd come home and you'd say, man, I got a dollar raise, okay? A, when when gas, when fuel, the thing we all use every single day, when your fuel costs go up $40 a week, okay? I guarantee you that when it got to where it costs $40 more a week, like in my truck, we were talking about that a while ago, that same person who is concerned about that dollar raise didn't get the dollar raise to That's meet right. up with the $40 Correct. increase. 
So that's that's the problem. That's where it's it's hitting people. I, I don't want to say it it doesn't affect me because it does affect me. I, I don't I don't notice it in the way that I might have noticed it 20 or 30 years ago. Okay. But today it's a huge impact on on families, on working class families. And that's that's what just PIs me off. I don't I don't, don't want to go that, <laughs> that way, nice. but um, it's nice. just I, 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 I can't stand it. To your point, Burley, inflation disproportionately affects lower income more than it does. And Blows my real, mind. The real pain of this, to your point, is there is there. And and, and it blows my mind For because us. we all know that there's a certain voting. Uh, oh, dem- well, the the mis- I, I don't want to I don't want to say it. The but- misnomer. The misnomer is that the policies of one party benefit working class more than they benefit white collar yes. workers. And the reality is the policies of that same party are what got us where we are today. Yes. And blue collar workers, working class families are being affected more than white collar families are because of those exact policies. It's a straight line correlation. And I love, you know, you, you've got the deflection trying to come from the White House about, oh, this was because of Putin. No. No, this was going on well before a year before Ukraine got invaded. This started. It's it's shameful. And it is. And, and, and I know people who are adversely affected right now. It's it's not just what you see on the news. Yeah, it's me. not just it's not just a it's not just a a headline that says inflation. I know people who are making decisions Absolutely. based on whether or not they're going to fill up their vehicle, whether or not their kid gets to play another season of ball, whether or not they're what they're having for dinner. Yes. And and that's that's a fact right now in our community right now that people are making decisions. And about- all you have to do is look at the food bank. Yep. That tells you everything you need to know right there. Yep. That's one big, strong indicator of what's happening. It is reflected over and over and over, and you're right. You know, these are people that we all know and love. This is not some headline. No, it's it's not. It's, it's painful. It's, it 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 is it is very painful, and and there are solutions, but doggone it, we're we're not we're not allowing them, and and it's it's shameful. And there are those of us here in this studio who remember the last time something happened like this. There are those of us who remember gas lines in the '70s under oh, Carter. God, yeah. I, I'm I'm old enough. I, I have vague memories of waiting in line. I remember getting a, a getting a checking account where I was receiving 16 percent interest from the bank, which means that you were borrowing money at yep. 20 plus percent right. interest. Which look, that's the next thing that's going to happen. Here comes the housing crisis oh, again, absolutely. because Don't houses are going to stop selling because interest right. rates went from two to six. My my first house, my first house was uh, financed at 11 percent mm-hmm. back in. The day. Whatever yeah. that was, late 80s. Yep. 11%. And just remember this, for those that want to learn the history, the rates never come down as fast as they went up. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is coming up now. Where does the time go? It just Seriously? runs away. But it doesn't matter. The discussion is great. People are engaged. And, you know, people want to hear opinions. Well, I don't know if they want to hear us. I was about to say, I don't know if they want to hear my opinion. Me, me. I wouldn't invite you if they didn't want to hear that. Yeah. You know, 
I love y'all. Like I said, we're on the top of the list. It's just the B list, I think, right? <laughs> oh. She, oh. She I'm keeps holding I'm that paper the, over there. I'm thinking it's the F list. It's yeah. hurting my heart. Oh. You know? Don't don't stab me so early in the morning. <laughs> it is coming up now on 803. Burley Pellerin and Kavon Bordelot. Gentlemen, thank you for your time this morning. Always thank a pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate y'all. And we shall take a quick break. Come back with a little bit of news. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. Those temperatures are going to push their way into the low 90s. We're probably sitting about 91, 92 degrees for that high. Remember, the heat index is going to be running warmer than that, though. Another hot one on our hands, kind of as you would expect down here. We're pretty firmly in a summer pattern, though. We're going to wake up to partly to mostly sunny skies. A few clouds have been drifting around, but I do think we get some sunshine out there in the morning. And then as we get into the maybe middle, later parts of the afternoon, you'll start to see a few clouds building up, scattered showers. And a handful of thunderstorms are going to be possible later this afternoon. Those wind down in the evening, and then the lows get into the lower 70s. We'll do it all over again for tomorrow. We're going to be in this pattern for a little while, maybe slightly drier as we head towards the weekend. But scattered showers are going to become a little more common here. we certainly got them coming up over the next couple of days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. This report is sponsored by Family Dollar. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Right now, traffic. And our traffic looking a lot better. The only thing we've got to report right now, there is a fender bender on Cameron Street over in Scott. It's on Cameron between Knighthood Road and Sylvia Street. It's a stalled vehicle on Cameron between Knighthood Road and Sylvia over in Scott. Make sure you buckle up. Keep it safe out there. It is coming up now on 813 on Acadiana's Morning News. Bernadette Lee, Ian Oza here with you. And we are not alone. Joining Yes, no, it's true. Joe Cunningham joining us in studio this morning. Yes, I know. Major applause. Good morning, Joe. How you do? You know what? There's not very many people that if I got a text at 630 asking if I could come in, I would say yes to. But <laughs> y'all, are, y'all, y'all are on that very short list. Dude, so I've, I've been curious. We've just had, not had any spare time to be able to really catch up with you. Now, people can hear Joe Every Monday through Friday from 3 to 4. In fact, let's talk. Do you want to kind of preview? Sure. Uh, Today is going to be uh, an exciting show uh, because actually later this month in my hometown of Natchitoches, Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame is having its induction ceremonies. It's a a several-day event. They do a lot of different activities. But, of course, the, the big deal is that they are inducting a lot of legendary uh a lot of legendary athletes, coaches, folks like that. Every year they do this. Every year it's a big to-do in Natchitoches, in the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, which just not too long ago, uh, you know, 10 or so years ago, got an actual physical location built in Natchitoches as well, right there downtown. And one of the inductees this year is the legendary UL coach, Coach Robichaux. And uh, he is getting inducted as the winningest baseball coach in Louisiana history. 
So incredible. So uh, the chairman of the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, Doug Ireland, who is a longtime friend of mine, I've known him basically my entire life, he will be joining me today to talk about the induction itself, but also specifically Coach Robichaud, his his uh, his contribution to Louisiana sports, and in particular at UL, um, his record at, at UL, and he uh, was at McNeese before that. So he he spent some time uh, coaching across the state and accumulated a, an a incredible record as a baseball coach, and it is, it is something to recognize. So we'll have that this afternoon at three fifteen. Uh, Chairman of Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, Doug Ireland, will be joining me. I'm looking very, very forward to that coming up this afternoon. And, Joe, yeah. And it, it, it's perfect timing because, you know, we had a very exciting weekend for UL oh Baseball. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> and that's the big thing with the timing of this couldn't be perfect with Tony Robichaud getting in. Some of the others, for those, uh, by the way, who are wondering, also on uh, the list this year, Jari Evans, former New Orleans Saint. Uh, we mentioned Tony Robichaud, Brittany Sneed Newman, softball star, Susan Jackson, uh, gymnast Dr. Eddie Flynn, uh, who's a boxer back in the day, Clanny Duplachan, and many others uh, getting in the Hall of Fame this year. But Tony Robichaud, the headliner, especially for those of us who had a chance to know him, this is certainly well overdue, and we just wish he were here to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And and to be able to witness the the extraordinary weekend the Cajuns had and then to be inducted later this month, I think it's just, you know, like like you said, it's kind of a perfect storm of events for UL and UL baseball. Yes, indeed. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention we have another Acadiana native there, Steve Duyon from Opelousas, Pro Rodeo Hall of Famer. Wow. The uh, uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Also a member of the National Cowboy Hall of Fame. No kidding. Yeah, that's that's what I love about the the Sports Hall of Fame is we we talk about the, you know, a Sports Hall of Fame, but we rarely think of things like the rodeo, um, their the legendary horse jockeys have been inducted. Uh, they also do one sports journalist every year uh, who has contributed a lot to Louisiana sports writing. So, I mean, it, it it's a very diverse group every year, and it's just incredible to watch. Wow, what an exciting time. And I, I do recommend that in future years, anybody who is interested, go to Louisiana Sports Hall. I mean, you might be able to even to get uh, – get tickets for some of the events happening this year but just if you go to louisiana sports hall of fame online you you go to their website you can find out all the induction ceremony events uh there uh the there's always i mean there's usually a golf tournament there's a cookout there there's all sorts of things going on and there's chances to meet the inductees at some of these events so it's it's really just a fun time and i'm, I'm sorry hometown boy you go to Natchitoches, you spend some time there, you go to the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, which is a beautiful museum. It is. Oh, my goodness, yes. And you, you really take in all that Natchitoches has to offer. And that's, that's, my, that's my cheap pop, if you will, Ian, for, <laughs> uh, for uh, Natchitoches and the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. And then you go to all the different meat pie places and just you, you, eat you as have many to, as you can. You have to go to Lazio's. Here's, here's my recommendation, Lafayette, Acadiana. If you've never been to Natchitoches, Go on a weekend on a Saturday morning. Okay. Go to Lazion's. It's just all. It's just behind Front Street. You go there. You order the large hot cake, which is a huge. It's just a single pancake, but it's a huge, huge pancake. Uh, absolutely, like hubcap size yeah, or something. Absorbs all the syrup, <laughs> and you get a meat pie with that. So you get the sweet and the savory, and you enjoy that. They also do really fantastic shrimp and grits, but you have to to really take in. Uh, the most coma-inducing breakfast possible, a large hot cake with syrup, 
and a meat pie. Oh, happiness. That's what that is right there. Road trip. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, Joe, you know, this legislative session has been um, interesting, but in many ways a little bit lackluster. But that's kind of my I was, I was about to say uh, lackluster is a very good word. Okay, like, you, so you, you were, kind of agree with that. Yeah, I was I was. I was thinking the word lackluster as you were kind of teasing in mm-hmm. that that bit, but yes, it's it's been pretty lackluster. Um, it here's where we are. We're it's 2022. We are second to last legislative session for John Bell Edwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the fights that we're having right now are just are, are really rehashed fights. There's no headlining right. legislation. I think you could probably say the. Uh, the the trans athlete bill is probably the the biggest rehash fight we have, mm-hmm. um, and even then, it's not getting the attention it got last year. I think because everybody kind of realizes what will happen, Edwards will veto, uh, and we will move on. A lot of a lot of folks, I think, right now are paying attention to the national scene a whole lot more because there's nothing that will be done in this legislative session. That will affect the problem on Louisiana voters' plates right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you guys talked about in in Wing and Wednesday. You talked about the inflation stuff. You uh, you have so much going on. I I you know you look at AAA. You see the gas prices going up across the country. I haven't checked today's for Louisiana. I, I don't know if we've if two fourteen ish. So I think we, we've dipped. A, we've dipped a little bit. Yeah, and but it's still high. It's still it, it's still very high. Um, and and I'm I'm you know taking out second third loans having to mm. um, you know having know to promise crazy. having to promise my next born child for a tank of gas yeah. like that that's just kind of where we are right now. I went to the store yesterday. Uh, uh, I went to the store on Monday, mm-hmm. boss, because I didn't barbecue anything, but I did I did grill hamburgers um, mm. on Monday afternoon. Which by the way, took the easy way out. Well, I here's the thing. I did my own meat grinding. Oh, okay. so I took a chuck roast and I took some pork shoulder. Uh, two to one ratio beef to pork there. Okay. Uh, Ooh, threw some spices in with that. Put that on the grill. Grilled it. It was absolutely wonderful. So I, and there's just something about having done the the meat grinding yourself to where you can control what goes in. I think that's what a lot of people are worried about with uh, processed meats. Yes. But anyway, uh, went to Walmart, and uh, I I had a couple things on my list aside what I was cooking. Um, I needed some bacon for the mornings because we're okay. at home now. Yeah. And I needed a, another bottle of Advil. Mm-hmm. The ad the bottle of Advil, which is not a very big bottle, is twenty one dollars. The bacon was twenty two dollars. Oh, uh, so I mean, just across the board, everything. I, mean, I just haven't bought bacon in that yeah. long because it's just not. You know, I mean, I'm just on my list, and, my budget list. And the thing, I bought a big package of it because bacon sure. is not just a breakfast food at my now, house. Is that Absolutely. the good bacon? Is that like the right bacon? Yes, the right bacon mm-hmm. is what I go with each okay. and every time. The thick cut right bacon. Um, they they had a maple smoked that I almost got, but I decided against that. I just got the the, the regular. The regular. Um, but yeah, the the big pack of of right bacon was twenty two dollars, and mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm I'm upset about it. It's not like I'm throwing a fit and boycotting well, or anything because yeah. you know I'm I'm I like to cook. I'm going to well, cook with bacon again. Absolutely, and you you guys are a family bacon, of four. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and bacon is not a breakfast food. I'm sorry for anybody who thinks that <laughs> bacon is an anytime. Food. Yeah, ba- bacon mm. is a snack for all I care. Yes, but <laughs> you know you you go through it a bit, and and but I mean just you know I didn't if it weren't for just the bacon and the Advil alone. I maybe could have gotten out of the store under a hundred dollars, but that right there was just such a, a huge portion of the grocery bill. Mm-hmm. Which again, this legislative session, yay, I'm getting fifteen hundred dollars in a pay raise. Right. 
that is, let's see, divided by 12, that's a little over 100 a month, and you take away uh, most people's insurance, anybody who's part of a union, anybody who gets life insurance through uh, their their district, I mean, all these other deductions, all of a sudden you realize that's less than $100 a month right. that you're getting. That's not even one grocery bill uh, mm-hmm. for a week mm-hmm. or a week and a half for for a family of three or four. So that it's... The, the inflation stuff has gotten really bad. I'm not I'm not saying, you know, we've, we've had this conversation on here. I've had the conversation on offsides. I've had the conversation on my own show about teacher pay raises. Yes. I think p- teachers do deserve more. I think that there is a lot that goes into that. But at the same time, you know, he wanted to, uh, John Bill Edwards wanted to take some of that surplus money and throw in an extra 500 a year for teachers, bump it up to 2,000. Well, there's a problem there. We're in a tough economic time. Mm-hmm. The mo- that surplus money is not guaranteed to be there next go round. Louisiana tends to trend behind the national average in terms of surpluses and, and revenue and things like that. And in terms of everything. And well, yeah, in terms of everything else. Um, just you know, yay, we're at the top of being on the bottom. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. So God, I love you. You make me laugh. The, the problem is, you know, you use that surplus. That's essentially one time money. It's not guaranteed to be right. there next year. But you're forcing school districts to pay that money every Absolutely. year because by state law, you cannot reduce right. a teacher's salary. You can only increase it or keep it the same. You cannot reduce, according to state law, a teacher's salary. So that's a problem we have right there is you can take that one-time money, use it to bump up teacher salaries. Hooray, teachers get paid more and the burdens on the districts. We, we've talked about for years, Moon's sitting right in that room over there. I know he remembers this phrase, unfunded mandates. Yep. We have those all the time and to put another one in a tough economic time on local school districts is Can't just a preposterous notion. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, the the situation is lackluster in the in the legislature, but we have so many other problems facing us right now that nothing the legislature does is going. Honestly, most often it's it's the opposite. Most often we need to pay attention to what's happening at the state and local level mm-hmm. because that's what affects us directly. Right now, it's the stuff going on nationally that's affecting us more. It's the gas prices, the inflation. Mm -hmm. um, It's a struggling economy. It is a job seekers market. There's more job openings than ever, but nobody's wanting to fill the jobs. We have a job crisis right now, not to mention everything else going on. We have a mental health crisis among adults and our children. Yes, We have, I mean, just crisis after crisis after crisis going on. And everybody's hyper-focused on all of these national crises and how they're affecting us. We're not paying attention to the legislature. I mean, uh, constitutional carry, the trans athlete bill, we have all of these issues that, yeah, we, we do need to be taking a look at as a state. But we've got so much else going on. Mm-hmm. And, and, Joe, I want to come back to that. You mentioned that we have national issues that are uh, that are tying us down here. And in, in some of them, especially with the mental health crisis, uh, some of the gun issues, there are, there are some national issues that need to be focused on locally so we can handle our business here. Mm-hmm. But when you look at some of the social issues, like the transgender bill, it makes you wonder, what is the legislature focusing on? Are they more worried about getting reelected next year than they are about what actually matters right now? Because there's some bills that are going through that make you scratch your head and think, why in the hell do we need this now? So the, the trans athlete bill, I think, is an interesting one to look at in, in this particular case. What you have right now, I mean, consider yesterday there was a big interview with Leah Thomas, Right. Well, also at the same time, Matt Lewis with the I think it's Matt Lewis with the Daily Wire releases an interview uh, with one of Thomas's teammates. So you have Leah Thomas saying, "I you know I don't have to ask anybody's permission to compete as a woman." Yada yada yada. You know, this is a, a record breaking trans athlete 
who went out there and absolutely dominated a women's sport despite being biologically born a male and having developed as a male and only having been on uh, hormone therapy for the last year or two. Meanwhile, you have Thomas's teammate who tells a story of the university forcing the the other athletes, the other female swimmers, to be tolerant of this, to not have any objections to forcing them to being comfortable with male genitalia in a female locker room, to actually recommending them to therapists if they have a problem with it. So there is there is some divide. Now, again, here in Lafayette, here in Louisiana, do we have a trans athlete problem? We don't have one visible yet, but we're seeing, again, on that national stage, this stuff kind of bubble and trickle to the surface. We've paid an, an inordinate amount of attention to the Florida Parental Rights and Education Act. We have paid a lot of attention to the Leah Thomas thing. It is something that is on the minds of Louisiana voters. Now, I want to go back to something that I said last year. It was me, Stephen Hanwerk, in here for a Winging It Wednesday, and we had this discussion. And there were even some Democratic crossover votes. Some black Democratic legislators crossed over in the initial vote joining with Republicans. And my comment was... Whether or not you think it's right or wrong, the politicians are doing what their voters are asking them to do. If the voters are representing the will of their people, then the politicians are actually doing their job. Now, is it to get reelected? Yes, that's the number one job of every politician. The number one job of every politician is to get elected. The number two job is to get reelected. Number three job is fundraise. And number four job is to represent your people. Sometimes number four is optional. But in this case... In this case, if you poll in Louisiana, you see that the trans athlete bill is popular among Louisiana voters. And here's the other thing, and just the idea of polling in general. Right. We have, there, there's a column in the Washington Post, it was either yesterday or today, by Dana Milbake. Dana Milbake is somebody that I, as a conservative writer, think is a total hack and intellectually dishonest. But, but, Milbank in this column, writes that the reason we can't have talks on gun control is because of the evil conservatives and Republicans who are in the pocket of the NRA. I mean, it's a total, it's, it, it's just a repeat of the, of the talking point we always get. But he, along with several other Democrats, always repeat the same thing. Gun control is hugely popular. And yes, if you walk up to me and say, do you think that we need to do something about the gun crisis, the gun violence crisis in America? I would say absolutely. I also want a unicorn and a million dollars in my bank account. Right. When you ask the actual specific initiatives the Democrats constantly are pushing, National Gun Registry, uh, expanded background checks, uh, an assault weapons ban, these don't poll nearly as well. That's correct. On the on uh, among Americans, because when you get into the specifics, you get into the actual concerns for Americans. That's why I'm actually very hesitant about red flag laws. There were a dozen or more red flag laws with the Uvalde shooter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. But when you look at red flag laws, what they're essentially saying is if you show any sign of mental instability, you lose your due process rights, the actual constitutional rights to due process. You are your gun is taken away before you're convicted of anything. Mm -hmm. And that is actually an an idea. When you actually explain that to voters, they get very, very wary of that. They do. And that's the problem we have with a lot of our policies. You can poll in general. Do you think that we should let biological males into girls' bathrooms? And the Louisiana supporters are 
are far and away going to say absolutely not. When you start talking about specific issues like do you think we should deny them the hormone therapy? Do you think we should deny them the health treatment like we've seen in laws coming out of Texas and elsewhere? That's where it starts to get very sketchy among the voters as well. So we have to know we have to as voters pay attention to what we're being polled on, what we're being asked. But we need our politicians to stop taking these general polling questions. Do you believe we should curb gun violence in America? We need to actually pay attention to what's being asked, because when you go into the specific details and when you look at the specific data, the support for some of these things is not as there as we as as we'd like to think. Mm -hmm. And that's that's on my side of the aisle, as well as on the Democrat side. I will be fair on that. When you actually get into specific policies, either progressive or conservative, there are some things that just generally make voters wary. It's the same thing. You know, we're going to have the talk in a week or two, maybe by the end of the month, the Roe versus Wade thing. Mm hmm. Abortion, so, you know, support for pro-choice wins in American polls. But when you start talking about the things like Chuck Schumer has now twice brought up before the Senate and gotten every Democratic senator on the record, do you believe in the right to an abortion up until the point the child fully exits the birth canal? Super, super late-term abortion. Support drops. It plummets. Most American support for abortion is in the first trimester. Mm-hmm. And then it drops off significantly once you get into the second trimester. A 20-week abortion. Here's what bothers me about the right. And I know I'm rambling. But here's what bothers me. This is why we want to have this discussion. Here's what bothers me about the the right. Mm -hmm. We have pro-life groups in the country Mm -hmm. who will oppose things like a 20-week abortion ban because it doesn't go far enough. Why? When you have the chance... To get a first down, are you insisting on throwing Hail Marys the entire time? Mm -hmm. Why can you not just accept that 20-week abortion ban victory? That's what bothers. That's what bothers. And again, it's both sides. It's an all we've gone all or nothing. We've gone Mm -hmm. thousand plus page legislation. We have gone all or nothing in our policy proposals. We are constantly punting things to the court because we don't want to have the actual nuanced fights. It is frustrating as hell. Because the reason why you keep throwing Hail Marys is when you're battling on ideology as opposed to battling on the facts, you have to throw the Hail Marys. And you're right. The courts have ruled that abortions can uh, that abortions can be outlawed after a certain time period. The 20 week is well within that uh, that time frame during which abortions can be prohibited. It, it makes no sense when you can when you can get the, when you can win that battle you fight to to win the outright war a war that for the last fifty years has seemingly been unwinnable for the mm-hmm. right and you know, that's that's what is fascinating right now is that we've we've gotten to this moment mm-hmm. where now we're looking at Roe versus Wade being overturned and now what we're seeing is we're seeing a, a very very pro abortion left losing their mind over it and and. It's not that they don't understand what overturning Roe versus Wade means. It's that, like you said, it's a bat, it's a battle on political ideology here. We're fighting for the absolute uh, right to access to abortions no matter what. And all Roe versus Wade is saying is uh, overturning Roe versus Wade, if, if the draft opinion that we saw is leak correct, right. is correct, what we're seeing is that it becomes a state issue again. Mm-hmm. As it should be. I mean, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg argued that Roe versus Wade was poorly decided. We're, you know, Roe versus Wade 
is an opinion derived from an opinion derived on an implied right to privacy. It's, it's, it's two, three circles removed from the implied right to privacy of the 14th Amendment. So a lot of legal scholars on the right and left are already saying this was a dubious opinion at best. Yes. If the left wants to codify it and go through the courts to do so, they have to come up with a stronger argument than the right to privacy because that's just a, that's not legally holding water. And you have folks on the right and the left, including feminist icon Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm -hmm. saying it was a poorly decided decision. But you have states, you have California, which is now saying, hey, we'll give you a tax credit if you want to come here and have your abortion. OK, you know what? That's fine. Because the states, as it was meant to be when the nation was first founded and first established, the states are the laboratories of democracy. This is where all the stuff is not mentioned in the Constitution. This is where that stuff happens. And we see what works and what doesn't. But when Ooh. we're going for the Hail Marys, when we're going for these fights over ideology rather than sound, responsible policy and rather than looking at the actual facts – that's where we're getting so thrown off in all this. What a great discussion, Joe. Thank you. You always bring so much to the morning show. And quite frankly, that's why everybody said Joe's got to have his own show Monday through Friday. Three to four. The, for all the people who aren't awake in the morning with y'all. That's can, right. Come catch me at, <laughs> at three at three in the afternoon. And um, for all those people that get to sleep late. Okay, we kind of envy you. <laughs> That's very Admit true. It. <laughs> very true. If I hadn't woken up on my own, I probably wouldn't be here because I would have missed Bernie's text this morning. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, I, I like being able to just come in and, and kind of ramble and talk about these things because these are discussions that we just aren't getting, honestly, in, in our agree. political circles. And that, that frustrates me. It, it, I, I will never, in, in when, when, the, when the Joe Cunningham show, three to four in the afternoons, Launched. My, my one goal was not to be a copycat of the copycats of Rush. Amen. And we need to have the informative conversations. We need to dive into the issues. We need to look at the news stories and really understand two things. What's actually happening and the biases happening by the storytellers and story makers. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Because how many right decades have you and I both been yeah. screaming that? Yeah, we, we as long as I've been coming on the air with yes. you, we've been talking about this issue mm -hmm. where it's not just the stories. It's not just what's happening in the stories, but it's the people involved in the writing and mm -hmm. making of the stories that skews the story one way or, the, or the, other. the other. Whether it's to the right, whether it's, it's to, the to the left. left. That's we're always where we have to deal with human bias. That's why I'm not mad at biased news sources. I am mad at biased news sources that claim to be objective. Amen. Be honest with me and tell me that, hey, I support this side. And mm -hmm. I'll be okay with it because I'll understand going in, you've got to lean, and I know mm -hmm. how to unskew that a little bit. But if you're sitting here telling me that this is absolutely And we are the only ones that news. can tell you this. And blah, yeah. blah, yeah. Baloney. I love you. Joe Cunningham has been our guest. It's coming up now on 837. Joe will be back on his own show, 3 to 4 this afternoon. I'm Brandon Como, and you're locked into KPL. Get my take on the day's biggest stories alongside Shannon Wilkerson. Offsides, weekdays at 4 on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. 
Breaking news, traffic troubles as they happen, and your Acadiana forecast just one tap away on the free KPL News app. Download it today in the App Store and Google Play. Bernie and Ian here with you, and one of our favorite people joining us on the line from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, Daniel Phillips. Hey, Daniel Good morning. How are you guys? Oh, we are doing well, but... We woke up. Yeah, that's always good, you know. <laughs> Which, by the way, We're Daniel... We're on the same page. We all did it. Daniel, <laughs> I have to congratulate you. I have to congratulate you, my friend. You have done something that many of us have only dreamed that we could accomplish. You now have an alcoholic beverage name for you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Let me tell you something. People told me that sitting at a at a bar at a po' boy shop for hours on end was a waste of time. So <laughs> go out there and live your dream. <laughs> You're adorable. <laughs> so, so what's it called? Yeah. Uh, the Daniel Phillips Cone of Uncertainty. Oh. And it is very good. It's very tasty. One of those with a McRob, and uh, I'll be good. <laughs> yeah, and Rob's sandwich is delicious, too. That one I've had. <laughs> well, okay, delicious and fun. Is there anything you can't do? There are plenty of things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to worry about that. My wife could fill you in on most of them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you. All right, so this season could be very active. Daniel, do you have any kind of overall sort of gut feeling or things that uh, that you think people should be thinking about now that it is June 1st? Yeah, I, th- I think just it's the same kind of thing we say every year, you know, but it, it bears repeating. It's that time of year. You've, it's time to go through your plan. You want to make sure that your plan is in place and that you're ready to go. The season, once again, is it's called to be an above it. Uh, average season we there's a lot of different things they look at but one of them is they look at similar years and they kind of look back like okay well conditions were similar in this year what did it look like and it looks fairly similar to the last two Mm. so you know that that hasn't been the greatest for louisiana but i will say just because the numbers come in high you know that could be 20 20 hurricanes in the atlantic basin and if it never comes into the gulf of mexico then it's for Louisiana, it's not a busy season at all, but, you know, so, but it's the more storms that are out there, the better chance we have. And it looks like there's going to be plenty of them again this year. Mm. How do you personally prepare? Is there anything you do that, that, you know, you think, oh, I should, you know, share this with people We want to dig into your brain. <laughs> yeah, I, I make, I think the first thing is I just make sure that my non-perishables are set. And yeah. I've got my kit ready to go. I keep it, you know, got my little my little uh, Rubbermaid container under the stairs, and it's got the the non perishables. I set for my family. We have uh, kind of loose guidelines of when of of when my wife will leave mm-hmm. if if that arises, so that we don't have to have major discussions over, you know, are you going to stay? Are you going to go? If it kind of hits this certain threshold. And like I said, it, it's loose, but at least we we have some kind of understanding that she, she'll leave at this certain time period. And then when that decision gets made, 
we know where she, you know she can go stay with my she take the dog and go stay with my parents. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing. all of that kind of stuff we have in place, and it it can change. You know, if that storm's gonna maybe track east, then my parents may not be the best place. In which case, she'll go west. But to have a to have some kind of sense of what your plan is going to be is good because. We know how it is. Like as they start to come in, those decisions start getting made very rapidly, and there's so much going on that I, I like to have as much kind of prepared and and in writing as possible. Yeah. Now, Daniel, in terms of leaving, I know you guys this morning were on the coast at Sippermore Point uh, live for Good Morning Acadiana. For those who live on the coast, what should be their their cue to leave? How much time should they give themselves if a storm is bearing down on the coast? Well, the, coast, the coastline, if it's coming down, they're going to be given those evacuation warnings, mandatory or voluntary, depending on where the track of the storm. And you just want to, you, you know, I think you should go into each season assuming at some point in time they're, you're going to be under one of those evacuation warnings if you live down on the coastline. Mm-hmm. And if you go into the season with the assumption that it, that it is going to happen, then if it doesn't, great. You've just been prepared all season and you never had to use it. But because the urgency is so much greater on the coast, those decisions need to be not necessarily made with more haste because you want to make the right decision. But when that decision's made, you need to be prepared to start moving and going because you got to get out of Dodge. And then we, who are a little further inland, need to make sure that we can allow those on the coast to get up and out of the way before we start our kind of uh, migration out of the area. Mm-hmm. Well, from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, Daniel Phillips, we depend on you every single day, sir. And as always, we appreciate the the guidance and the thought and always uh, trying to give us as many beautiful days as possible, Daniel. Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. I could use a little more rain, though. If I could dial up a little more rain, you know, I get my flower beds looking a little dry. I know. Dry these days. It's so true. All right. Well, we'll pray for mm-hmm. a tiny bit, but not too much. Right. Exactly. Not all at once. That's right. <laughs> Daniel, thank you for your time today. Hope you have a great one. No problem. Thank you. You guys, too. All right. Thank you, Daniel. Son. It is coming up now on 851. That'll do it for us. That's it. We're way over time. God willing, the checks don't bounce. We're back for Lafayette Live tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 here on Acadiana's Morning News. And in the meantime, can we try to love one another? Amen. The 34th Annual Cajun Heartland State Fair is coming to the Cajun Dome now through June 5th. News Talk 96.5 KPEL reminds you to get your KPEL My Choice wristband now. It's a great value, and you decide when you want to use it. The News Talk 96.5 KPEL My Choice wristbands, only $30 each. LUS presents the 34th Annual Cajun Heartland State Fair, now through June 5th at the Cajun Dome. Experience wild rides on the Gold Star Midway or the Future Headliners Karaoke Club at the Table Room. Lanyap Lane features free entertainment for the family, including the Racing Pigs, the Giraffe Menagerie, and Circus Hollywood. Check online today for the nightly live music lineup at the Coca-Cola Grandstand. Get more information now at CajunDome.com or at KPEL965.com. Click on the Cajun Dome link for more information. Brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPEL, where Acadiana comes to talk. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Our Lady of Lords, where they believe your health lives in the story of your life. They listen. They heal. Visit LordsRMC.com. We listen. We heal. For more information. 
I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Oil prices rebounding after falling back yesterday from nearly $120 per barrel. The cost of crude came down based on speculation that OPEC nations and their allies might increase production caps to offset losses in output from Russia. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen taking heat from Republicans after she admitted to being wrong about the path that inflation would take. Congressman David Kustoff on Fox Business Network's Mornings with Maria denounced Yellen as a political hack who knew the inflationary pressure that would result from President Biden's domestic spending. Yellen says COVID-19 and Russia's invasion of Ukraine made the economic blowback worse. Elon Musk says returning to the office is a must. In an email to Tesla staff with the subject line, remote work is no longer acceptable, Musk says anyone interested in working remotely must be on site for a minimum of 40 hours a week or find new jobs. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Steve Rappaport, invested in you. When Natalie was diagnosed with cancer, she took control of her health. When Natalie wanted to help other people with cancer, she became a doctor. When Natalie wanted to make quality care affordable, she became a researcher. When Natalie's patients needed innovative treatments, she found them. Conquer Cancer supports researchers like Dr. Natalie McKenzie so we can conquer every cancer for every patient everywhere. Cancer research saves lives. Learn more at conquer.org.